from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, AEW Fight Forever is finally out. Is it truly elite, or should this jobber get traded to the WWE? And we have an interview with Andreas from Bitwave about the release of Gimmick, special edition for Switch. My face is now the kingdom. Tear here. Gimmick has finally arrived. What have I become? As of this, uh, when people are listening to it, it will be better. As of posting. Well, yeah, it'll probably, it might come out in a couple hours, real time. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 378. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about wrestling games that have finally been released on Nintendo Switch. Among other games, and maybe endings of some games. And we're your hosts. I'm Trey. No eye patches? Really? Johnson. Jeremy, it's a far cry to say that I would finish this one. Mikowski. And I'm John's special edition knitter. Speaking of special edition, we did an interview with the publisher of Gimmick, Andreas of uh, Bitwave, and why don't we cut to that interview now? All right, everybody. So this is uh, a big moment for us, big moment for me personally. You know, I've been talking about gimmick for a long time on the podcast, and the game is finally out now, available on Switch, PS4, Xbox, Steam. And not only that, we have on our podcast today, Andreas Gorenson, who is the community manager at Bitwave Games, and they are the publishers of Gimmick Special Edition. So, Andreas, welcome to Nintendo Main. Thank you so much. I'm uh, just glad to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you. So I just want to start this out with by saying that the original game, for anybody who doesn't know by now, was released only in Japan and in Scandinavia. Uh, Bitwave Games, you're based in Sweden, correct? Yes, we are. So there's no question here. Uh, I'm just jealous that you've had gimmick for 30 years and we haven't had it. So we're well, looking yeah. at it now, but... Yeah, we like barely had it because it's been so rare, even in Scandinavia. Um, really? The cartridge, yeah, the cartridge is super expensive, even even here. So that I, I guess I didn't didn't realize. I was under the impression that it was more widely available in Scandinavia at at the time. But now it's uh, you say it's a rare game, even in Scandinavia. All right. It is. It is. Were were you involved at all in the uh, in the extra stuff for the game? I saw that there's pictures of of like the actual like cartridges and all that, and the manual scans and all that, which is which is really cool. Like on the for extras, were you able to hold a cartridge or take any of those pictures or anything like that? Oh, I wish, but all credits to City Connection for actually getting a copy of the NES version as well. No, we were really surprised, and I was 
even more surprised when I scrolled through the extras and found that the manual in Swedish is in there. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, super cool. With that, uh, we have two copies of the game at the office. Um, my boss has both the uh, the Famicom version, but also the NES version. Yeah, I always love seeing extras, and especially like for re-releases like that. Like right when I started up the game, I was like, "All right, oh extras, what do we have?" So, yeah, there's like 17 like really good quality pictures in there that you can see of like scans of the manual, and even just like the cartridge on a table and all that. But it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, same with like the close up of the Famicom cartridge. I really appreciate that. So, being that it is a rare game, we're probably speaking now to a lot of people who have never played the game or maybe even never really heard much about the game. Um, so maybe, maybe you could explain for us, like, you know, what is gimmick and what's so special about it? So, yeah, as mentioned, it's a, a NES game released in 1992 in Japan and in Scandinavia in 1993. Uh, it was released when the NES uh, was replaced by the SNES. Uh, and people were like hyped uh, by the new technology of the SNES. So the game was a bit forgotten. Um, so the game itself is a 2D platformer that is very, very advanced for its time. Uh, so you play as Yumetaro, uh, which is like a green, cute little yokai, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you get to be like the best friend of a girl who gets you as as a like a gift from her father but then all the other toys get super jealous and they just bring the girl to the land of gimmick so now your quest is to to chase down the toys beat them and and save the girl so it's a it's a uh, sort of cutesy premise with these cute characters and everything and so it might be a little bit misleading on the surface because it looks very warm and inviting and then you get in and you play you, see, you discover quickly that this is a very challenging game it's it's to me it, it strikes the perfect balance of like it's sort of inviting and simple simple to to start out but once you try to actually get through the game it's it's challenging in a very like in a fair way in a way that makes you want to keep trying more and more and more and part of that to me is the the physics of the game like it's just plays so uniquely from other NES games that I have played and had played it the first time that I actually tried the game. It's just something that strikes me as very different, the way that Yumitaro moves. Um, can you kind of go into that a little bit more? He's got a special weapon uh, that also allows for movement. And can you kind of go into that a little bit more? So, yeah, yeah, he, he's got a star. Uh, the star is his main weapon, but it's also uh, an item you can use to befriend different animals throughout the game. Um, so they can help you uh, reach areas that you couldn't reach uh, without them. But it's also like an item that you can like bounce and jump on uh, to reach platforms and, and secrets. It's very like, it's a very, it's a, uh, a, a it's, it's called a um, Switzerland pocket knife. I don't really know the, the English word for that, but yeah, it's very versatile. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, you'll, you'll realize very quickly that this game is, uh, quite different. It's got a physics engine to it. You know, how you throw the star at what speed you're running, the velocity, the angle, all of it matters. And uh, it just stands out among the NES library. Like, I can't think of another title that has something comparable. That's one of the things that stands out about it, one of the many things. Uh, I want to say on a personal level, so I emailed Sunsoft in May of 2002 asking them to bring gimmick to modern consoles. 
Um, I talked about it on the show. You go back to the May 2002 episode. 2022, you mean? Uh, 2022, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we weren't, we weren't a podcast. We haven't been around for that long. <laughs> right, right. So just three months later in 2022, you guys announced this special edition. I just want to say thank you for following through on my request. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. You're very, very welcome. And I think we all should be happy that Niklas, the CEO of, of Bitwave, is such a, uh, a gimmick fanboy. Uh, when we heard about the project, we were like, yeah, we're going to do it. Like, we, we need, we need to, to bring this to the West. Was it a situation where you know, City Connection, the developers, they were working on this and they came to, like, how did Bitwave get involved with Gimmick? So, yeah, we're pro- uh, we are part of Embracer Groups, which has many perks. Uh, for example, we have a lot of, of great sister companies. Uh, one of those companies uh, is Clearib Games. Uh, it's a publisher based in Karlstad, Sweden, and they focus on, on bringing uh, Japanese games to the physical market. And we got the information from them that they had signed a physical deal for, for Gimmick, and they didn't have like the knowledge how to, to publish it uh, digitally. So we said, yeah, let's go. Sounds super fun. And Niklas really loves Gimmick, so it was it was obvious to him that we needed to do this project. Yeah, in, in my mind, it was always kind of a... Gimmick on modern consoles was always kind of a long shot. And my only hope was like to get just a straight port of the game. Like I, I didn't, if, if I couldn't have any bells and whistles and all that, I'd be, I'd been fine. If it was just like plopped on the, on the NSO online service, here's a game for you for this month. That would have been cool with me. But then I was like ecstatic to see that you guys were all giving it the special treatment, uh, the special edition treatment, like all your, all the different features and everything. Um, we just got to get to sample a little bit, bit of it now. Trey and I have both, played the game for just a, just a small little bit, but we were diving into the special features and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of new features are in the game? Yeah, so, so for starters, we have already talked about the extras, but there's like the manuals, of course, but also like the scanned in cartridges. Other than that, the game has, has also a new rewind feature, uh, which makes the game a bit easier for, for newcomers. So if you like, if you, if you die by mistake, you can just rewind, but there's also like a time attack. So for, for all the lovers of, of speedrunning, there's a feature for that. Uh, and there's also like two different modes. So there's like the normal mode, which has all like this, the, the rewind feature, um, but also like uh, quick save and quick load. But then there's like the difficult mode, which is like the original one. And with the original, original mode comes also achievements. Uh, so if you want to unlock the achievements of the game, you actually have to play the hard the hard way without any any help basically i love that so it's there if you if there if you if you if you want if you want those achievements you got to play the original way i love that, that that's not a, a handout you know so exactly a lot of a lot of games are you know pretty easy these days kind of pat you on the back all along the way and gimmick the special edition seems like you got to earn those achievements I, I really enjoy that but it's open to anybody who wants to play it in any way they want to they want to try it. So that, that's that's very cool that you've made it accessible to modern audiences in that way. Yeah, uh, but we, we believe it's right. important that the game it, games are accessible for as many as possible while also maintaining like the core, what, what made the game so lovable back in the day. And I think this is a, a good compromise. So you spoke about the online ranking, about the speed, the, the speed run mode a little bit. And, you know, just as we, we got the code earlier this morning, uh, as I was poking around, I know this is as we're doing this interview now. It's it's 
the day before the actual release. So I looked on the speed run uh, charts and right now, as of right now, there's only two people on the chart. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is my, this is my only chance that I'm going to get on this leaderboard. <laughs> I got to do the speed run mode right now. You got to get going chart, on it after you know, this interview. It, yep. Yeah. You I could know. be there. So you could be the top. That's third. my plan. You do it. Yeah. Today's yeah. my one day to shine. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> um, one of the things that gimmick is most revered for, I think is the soundtrack, which if you listen to just a couple of seconds, it, it's going to strike you as like something different. It's, it's just, it has such a full sound, you know, thanks in part to the Sunsoft sound chip. I think what they called it. There's a special chip that was included on the game that really just like opens things up and makes it able to produce music that other NES games can't, oh, yeah, can't yeah. produce. The, the 5B chip. Yeah. The 5B chip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you speak a little more on, on the legacy of the soundtrack? Like, why is it held in such high regard? I, I think it's like, I, I think it's good to know uh, to begin with, like that the the Famicom version of the soundtrack is is way different from the NES version because the NES version didn't ship with the 5B, uh, so the NES soundtrack is more in line with other NES releases as well. So what what made just like the, the Famicom is that. I saw a documentary today. Uh, it was one of the fans who, who made this fantastic YouTube uh, video about the soundtrack and and all how like how this how it was composed and how like um, composers back in the day used all the different channels uh, the like efficiently. And with the five B uh, chip, uh, they were able to to mimic like jazz and rock yeah. and like soundtrack that wasn't really common for games mm. from that area. And, and the thought of like that they, the soundtrack should be go beyond the game. It should be something that you could listen to even if you hadn't played the game. Um, and that the soundtrack could, soundtrack could be like accessible for, for many years to come. Um, and, and sadly, that wasn't the case since Game Make was such, became such a niche, niche game. Uh, so we're super happy that that new gamers can enjoy this. And also, fun fact: I don't know if you have noticed, but we're also going to release the soundtrack tomorrow on Steam. So I noticed that, yeah. Yeah, so you'll be able to buy both the game and the soundtrack in a bundle, and I think that's really cool because that came to be because the community requested it. I would just say I love that you do that because I'm a, I'm a huge uh, video game soundtrack fan myself, and. Uh... And it's been, you know, it's, I always appreciate when people release it for, you know, release it out there to buy, because I know like Nintendo then themselves have always been notorious for not like releasing their, their soundtracks, like for, for purchase or whatever. And that it just annoys me. And, and like, I, I just love it when people get it out there, like for be it indie or yeah. whatever, you know, cause it's, yeah, it's a video game music is incredible. It's mostly what I listen to. So it's, it's always good to be able to purchase it and, you know, rock out to it whenever. Yeah, we yeah. should give credit to the composer too, Masashi Kagiyama, just to have the idea in his head as he was performing it, uh, um, as, as he was recording it, just to think that this could be something that stands on its own. So mm-hmm. unique for the time in the NES era, you know, uh, when games weren't, you know, they were on cartridge, they weren't on CD, you weren't really thinking like, oh, this is something I'm going to listen to separate from the game. But but he was, and since Sunsoft was at the time, and, and it, it shows through with the music, you Andreas, you mentioned you know jazz and rock influences. I agree. Like uh, you, you can hear like the the bass in this soundtrack. Like it really slaps. Like like oh, it's gonna get you moving if you just 
it's something that you just listen to on, on its own apart from the game and appreciate on its own yeah it does sunsoft they um like last year i think it was like in conjunction when we announced the, the game itself the vinyl and i i, I got one of the copy uh, i love it but then like discussions started to pop up on the internet like hey you should release the soundtrack as well like on steam and and we like yeah that would be cool uh, but we didn't know how to to do it but mm-hmm. then uh, city connection contacted us and say hey we got a lot of soundtrack requests so we yeah. we're going to release it uh, we're like oh cool let's go so you said it was going to be available in a steam bundle with the game will it also be available separately or just as a bundle i think there's a rec there's a record right there, there's a vinyl version of out out there right yeah, that's what he was just saying. There's a there's a, a vinyl version, but as far as digitally, it'll be available separately on Steam. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, if you buy both of them, you'll get. I think it's like twenty percent off. Cool. Will, will you will you be able to get it uh, digitally outside of Steam, like through iTunes or Bandcamp or anything like that? Uh, I mean, we would love to do that, but no plans today. Um, okay. But I mean, if there's enough demand, we would totally investigate and, and see if it's possible because it would be so nice to, to bring this to as many as possible. Yeah, but it's going to sound the same whether it's on Steam or iTunes. And sure. When I get it now while it's, while it's out on, on Steam. Mm-hmm, um, exactly. So has the release of the special edition, or as we speak today, impending release, uh, has it brought forward any of the original development team? Have you had contact with them and uh, gotten to commiserate on Gimmick? It's it's very hard because there's not a lot of them still working in the games industry, um, so we haven't been in touch with them like directly. Uh, our main contact for the project has been like City Connection and, and Sunsoft. Gotcha. I, I just appreciate it. it's great that their work is being recognized on a wide scale over all these years, and I imagine that they're they're as appreciative as us fans are finally being able to, to play the game uh, on modern platforms. What's some of the unique challenges of bringing, of publishing a classic game versus a brand new game. Is there any difference from your end or like, or what, you know, having an installed fan base already, like waiting for the game, that must be something, something unique about it. What's the difference between publishing a classic game versus a modern game? Uh, like the day-to-day work is mm-hmm. quite similar, but I would say that um, publishing a, a classic game is both challenging but also very very rewarding uh challenging because you it's it's a treasure for for many and you don't know how it will be received um especially when it's like and like like for this the example this one that it's enhanced with new features some might not like new features because it, they they used to the very very like the hardcore version of the game uh but at the same time we got the fan base. Uh, it's it's a fan base that has been waiting for thirty years. So I, I would say like it's it's easy in in the matter of that you already got people who wants it, but it's also hard to to make everyone happy. Now we are very confident in in the special edition, of course, but it's still a treasure, and you have to be very very careful when handling it. It also must be fun to to encounter fans of the NES who haven't heard of the game or gotten to play it for themselves and present them with this like long lost gem that I know for me, it kind of made me rethink everything that the NES was capable of. Like it must be cool to, to, to give people this thing that they didn't know. Some of them didn't know existed and they're like, Whoa, 
yeah it's it's super super cool and there's actually a lot of a lot of fans especially in twitter that heard of the game uh, never played it because it's too expensive and mm-hmm. they don't download it from like some random website um uh, and a lot of sweets i'm really surprised because since it's been more accessible here even though it's been very rare but also i, w- I would like to mention like people who haven't heard about gimmick but likes like this this cutesy platformer and they're like totally into the retro style and they're like oh yeah. what is this an old game because it looks like an high-end indie game and i that's that's come super- full circle <laughs> it has <laughs> that's funny yeah it's like all these other uh, these modern indie games a lot of them are trying to replicate the uh, older style and here comes this game that is actually an old game that for many people it's it's new uh, so i can see how some folks might be like oh wow this is like one of those indie games i've played recently well this is like the inspiration for those indie games and you know what a treat to get to get to play a old nes game that's actually new to so many people yeah and, definitely and trade trade has come to just recently i think you got to play it for the first time today you've heard me talk about it yeah all this time uh, what's been your experience as a, a new a new fan of gimmick it's hard <laughs> it's uh no uh, i know john talk talks about it a lot on the show and i watched uh, you know i watched some videos about it last night just in preparation for the interview but I mean, it's you know, it, it plays well, but it's also kind of like, it's it's re- it really just kicks your ass like right at the beginning. There, it's like if you're not paying attention. And there's a there's a part, uh, probably one of the funniest parts of it so far is you get on this little like thing that's supposed to carry you across a chasm, and then it just like drops you like right onto right onto spikes, and it's like, well, that's well, that's mean, <laughs> you know. It, it has a lot of stuff like that, or it has like slant a, a lot of like slanted uh, areas that you walk on that'll automatically throw you into spikes too, and. It's very difficult. I already got a game over even with yeah. rewind, so you know you got the rewind feature ready to go. So if, if you're finding it difficult, just hit the rewind and got a quick and, save and like crazy. Cool. Is what I'm planning on doing. It's like because uh, yeah, it really just throws you right back to the beginning if you don't, <laughs> you know, if, if you're not a uh, if you're not careful. But I like I, I like like John was saying earlier. I like the, I like that you have a you have both ways. You know, you have like the way where it first you know where you can kind of go through it like through quick save. But if you you know, but if you want like that original NES uh, difficulty, you can you can put it in that way and just you know run through it in that way, and that's the way that all the achievements are. It's just pretty cool. I, I gotta say, like um, I noticed on, on the rewind on the rewind feature, you know, a couple of games have have the rewind feature nowadays, but there's something satisfying about the way that that it's programmed here. Just like whether it's the audio or the visual the visual scramble and everything, like. It, it's just I don't know, it's just well done. It reminds me of like playing an old VHS tape or something and rewinding the VHS tape. And, oh yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. I I like that too. Yeah, that yeah. The, it's yeah. It definitely gives you that like old old school rewind feeling. And I was like, yeah, that, that's a nice touch for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And th- there's also like an extra feature like connected to the rewind. Like for example, if you play through a level um, and you play till almost the end and then you quick save and you turn off your console and you boot it up and quick load you can rewind back oh wow like to the beginning of the level yeah so oh, if cool. you so if you feel like you have missed something you can rewind on 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 a, on, a, on another occasion if you like to and i think that's that's something very unique with the feature that i haven't seen in in many other retro releases that's a great idea because it can if you've not played the game for a day or two, you might be missing some context or whatever. And it kind of reminds me of how like 
when you watch a Netflix movie or whatever, and then you restart it after some time, it'll actually start you back like 15 seconds before you quit the movie, just to kind of bring you back up to speed. That's clever to bring that bit back into the rewind slash quick save feature of a video game like that. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any other game that does that. Like that should be a yeah. That's that's definitely a huge selling point. Aside from the greatness of the game, it's just the fact that the rewind is saved is saved as well. Is that's that's really cool. And I don't know if you've um, emphasized, you know, the legacy of Sunsoft. Like Sunsoft has such a great legacy of being uh, one of the top NES developers. Uh, they went away for a while, and now, as they proclaimed in their their recent uh, uh, announcements, you know, Sunsoft is back. So as an NES slash Famicom fam yourselves, like it must be cool to be part of the Sunsoft is back movement. And one of the first games out of the gate, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so, so cool. And we're also happy that other uh, companies within uh, the Embracer family is is working with Sunsoft, like Limited Run, uh, bringing back, uh, God, no, I just forgot the name. Sorry. no, but it's 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 awesome. It's it's fantastic. And uh, like as fans of the game at the studio, uh, mm-hmm. we are really really happy working with Sunsoft. Yeah, that's cool. you mentioned the limited run edition. Um, and I know that that uh, they had the pre-orders, uh, which they closed a little while ago, right? And is there still some way to get the physical edition? I've personally never done a limited run myself, but is that still available yeah. in some way? It, it is. So like the. Uh, the collector's edition and also the standard is is published by uh, Clearview Games in in Karlstad. So uh, we've teamed up with Limited Run for the American market, uh, but the collector's edition will be available on uh, Amazon in the US. And I believe the pre-orders is is already up. And same with um, in here in Scandinavia, we have two major uh, retailers that are also taking pre-orders for the collectors. Cool. Is, it, is that the same for the uh... For the vinyl uh, soundtrack, I know that went on sale a while ago. Well, you know, if there's going to be a reissue of that now that the game is out, or or will people still be able to get that somehow? Oh, no idea to be honest. I hope it will be more widely available for sure. And now I really now I remember the name of the game. Trip World was the soundtrack. Trip, okay, yeah, I did hear about that coming back. I got to try that one too. I actually never tried that one. Yeah, Trip World was originally on the Game Boy, right? It was. I haven't played it myself, but I pre-ordered the PS5 version, but also the Game Boy version because why not? Yeah, <laughs> if you can get it, get it. So, what's one more thing that um, you'd like fans to know about Gimmick, or potential fans to know about Gimmick? I want them to know that this is a really treasure. It's not just like this mythical, expensive, hard-to-get game. It's it's actually a really, really good platformer, and I think. Uh, it still holds up very well today, even for new players, especially in times when like games uh, from um, like Bloodborne and all like the uh, the Demon Souls, Dark Souls games are getting popular. I, I think like people who really like hard games should try Gimmick, uh, and people who just like a, a cute platformer should try Gimmick. Uh, and hopefully, we'll see more releases similar to gimmick in the future if everything goes well uh, so the more support gimmick gets probably the more sunsoft games we'll see in the future uh, that's what i hope at least amen yeah so one major point that i wanted to make is that like if you're a long time nes fan uh you might feel like you've seen it all 
that the NES has to offer. Like there's no more surprises left for you. You've been on board with NES for 30 years and, and you've you've sort of run the tank dry on that, right? But if you haven't yet played Gimmick, I think you're going to be surprised at what your old NES was always capable of. And to me, it feels like you've had this old car for a long time and suddenly today you just found out it could fly. <laughs> like that's the impression that I got when I first played Gimmick about 10 years ago. And you know, having you just played it uh, today, the new uh, special edition, I'm getting that feeling all over again. Like this game is just such a, it's a treasure. And I'm, I'm glad that more people are finally going to be able to, able to experience it. Uh, so what platforms can people find it on again? It's on Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, PC, right? Yes, correct. So all, all, all console platforms and, and Steam as well. And, and what was the price? Uh, $14.99. That's a fantastic deal. Yeah, I mean, like we we want we wanted to get so uh, as accessible as possible. So I think that's that's really the sweet spot for this kind of game. Uh, so I think we nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, we've always said on our show, fourteen ninety nine. That is like the magic price. That's the price. That's like it says the game is something of quality. You know, it's not a you know some of the throwaway games at like ninety nine cents or whatever. Forget those. And it's it's not expensive it's like you can it's like the price of lunch so for the price of lunch you can have this fantastic nes game that uh has been missing from our libraries for 30 years and here it is available as of right now yeah anything anything that's under 20 i'm always like uh yeah you can do that but i mean yeah for something like this it's uh yeah it's a great price and it's definitely worth worth all of it well andreas thank you for your time um i can't, can't stress how excited i've been for this game and i'm grateful to finally have it Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being here and, and talking about this awesome game we've been working on for over a year now. So uh, I'm, I'm just just happy to be here. Is, is there a, are, are there any uh, future Bitwave stuff that we should be on the lookout for that's, that's coming in the future or anything that you can talk about aside from, uh, aside from Gimmick? Yeah, I mean, you should definitely check out some of our backlog. Uh, we uh, created a game called Wundling, which is like a Goomba-like simulator. So you, instead of Mario, you're playing the Goomba and you're chasing down the hero. It's fantastic. It's on Steam. Yeah, it's um, clever too. And there's a free demo on, on on Switch for all our Switch fans who are listening to this. Go try it out. Yeah, I was I was playing it last night. It is it is really unique, and I like I like anything like that that kind of flips the uh, the regular um, the, the regular like Super Mario style game on its head. You know, it's always cool to see it from a different angle. Awesome. I'm glad to hear. And uh, I also think that everyone should, if you're a fan of like hard uh, old school game, you should check out uh, the two Plan games that we're also releasing uh, on Steam. Uh, so we're releasing four volumes uh, with four games in, in each pack. And four games are available now. Uh, Zero Wing, which is the uh, all the base are belong to us. Famously, yes. Yes. Uh, Outzone, uh, Twin Cobra, and Truxton, and they're all amazing. I've heard a lot about Truxton. I've heard Truxton is really cool. It is. Are are the, those are just exclusively for Steam then? Are, are or were there plans to put those on consoles as well? Uh, they're available on on GOG.com as well, but PC for now. Okay. But we'll see. Uh, I mean, it would be awesome to release on console. At the moment, M2 in Japan are releasing the Plan games on Switch and PlayStation. And City Connection, who made the Gimmick Special Edition, is working on one of the Plan games, uh, Batsugan. So we'll see. Um, but we're focusing on PC at the moment. Cool. Very cool. Everybody pick up Gimmick Special Edition, available now. 
Yeah. Thank you, Andreas. Was, finally, thank you. Did you have, did you have anything else you wanted to say uh, before we go about about the project or whatever, Andreas? Everyone should follow at Bitwave Games on social media. We are super funny. We're posting memes and we are posting great news about retro games. So check us out. We'll do. It's it's just at Bitwave, right? Uh, at Bitwave Games on all platforms. I just want to make sure so I can tag you for when we post the episode also. Awesome. All right, cool. So we'll end the interview here. And but thank you guys. This is really cool. And once again, I'm gonna I was looking forward to this game for a long time, and I can't believe it's finally over there on my Switch right now. So I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, thanks for giving us a giving us a chance, you know, to interview you guys, and you know, keep this in mind for any future games that you have coming out. Um, we love doing interviews with with developers, publishers, especially when the games turn out as great as this. Definitely. Oh, wasn't that a great interview? That was a great interview. Thanks for that was good. all those um, questions, John. Why did you cut me out of it completely? <laughs> I thought that was a little well, strange. We just heard, we heard all your questions. They just weren't up to snuff. And you so, weren't there. You know, so, sorry about it. No, I just Jer- got to say, wasn't I feel, present for the interview. I feel a little weird. You weren't you weren't there, man. You don't you don't understand. You weren't there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we, I, had to, got, I had to work. That's why I wasn't there. But we've all got to play the game because Bitwave kindly gave us each a, a yeah. copy and. Uh, what does everybody think? I mean, people know what I think because I've been talking about it for a couple episodes now, at least. What do you guys think of the game, huh? Trying it for the first time. I mean, I, I, I said it during the interview because that's pretty much the only time I've played it. It's hard as balls and I didn't get any farther. That's that's what I thought of it. I was like, this game's too hard. And then I went back to AW5 forever. So that's what <laughs> that's what, that's what I've done so far. I mean, I'll go back and try to play yeah, it more. Uh, I just wasn't, I just didn't have the time and patience to put it into it today. I had too much other stuff going on. I didn't expect it to be as difficult as it was, so I basically was just like, uh, not mentally prepared for this right now. So I like took a little break, and then I was going to pop it back in tonight and try a little more because it moves so fast that even with safe states, you're not really even safe states or wine. I don't know that that's not going to save your ass unless you abuse it a lot and rewind a lot. It's pretty mean, like right, like right so out quick. of the gate. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, it's a game that like it takes. Uh, you know, it, it, there's a there's a bit of a learning curve and once you get it like it becomes a lot of fun i realized today it's kind of like almost like a 2d tony hawk or something in some some kind of way because the way that depends on the physics and momentum and like you gotta get a feel for it just like in those kind of games like once you get a feel for it then it snaps and and sort of unlocks the true potential of the game but i think like one thing that's really cool that they did like we mentioned in the interview was that i think they made it as accessible as it has ever been you know for 30 years people who enjoy this game have not have enjoyed it even with it being as they say nes difficult you know nes hard is like a thing and this game is you know in its in its purest form it's the definition of nes hard like it's like a great game it's fair but it's very difficult at the same challenging at the same time and so if you're in the mood for that kind of game like this is absolutely for you if you're in the mood for something that uh, you know, is like a nice platforming game you can play it that way. Just ride that, ride the save states, ride the rewind, and jump on in and 
have fun with it. That's what I was doing today. I ended up beating the game for the first time, getting the true true ending for the first time ever, I should say. Because there's two different endings. And I've gotten the pre the other the bad ending before. But today, using that rewind, going back and doing things again and again, I went in and, and beat the game with the true ending for the first time today. So I thought it was a lot of fun and you know it's great to play it on on the Switch finally versus you know, doing it on an emulator. It's like nice to play it on an actual yeah. Nintendo console after all these years. H- HD, HD, eight bit, and all that. I would say I will. I will say I I am relieved because I hadn't really been following it though. You y'all have spoken about it on the show. Like mm-hmm. I didn't remember what the visual style was supposed to be, and I was really really relieved that it was the original look. You know, like right. if nothing else, had they did updated look, I would hope you could swap back and forth like the Wonder Boy games, but um, or at least that one. But uh, I I don't know like I feel like it's mean I think it's a mean game uh, yeah it's 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 pretty mean right out the bat <laughs> I think uh, it comes out swinging yeah it's like uh, it really likes to dump you out onto ramps where like if you're not paying attention you're gonna die like as soon as you come out of a pipe like that's the thing I noticed which was reminding me like like some Kaizo Mario type stuff like it just kind of I don't know you think you can relax in the screen transition but it doesn't it doesn't give you that. Yeah, I mentioned this in the interview too, like speaking of dumping you onto stuff, there's a part where you get on a little platform carrier thing and it just like takes you over to yep. the middle and then just drops you directly on spikes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, like that was like I was like, All right, thanks. Though if you're if you're <laughs> if you're paying attention to the design, you'll see like as it's it's inching you over, there's a there is like a, a split in the middle. So if you look at that, like, you know, it's just gotta give you some kind of hint that something is gonna happen. But yeah, it, I, I think that's put there to to sort of set you up for you know the difficulty that's to come to like train you, you for this, the abuse. Yeah, this cutesy look was gonna mean a cutesy game or whatever. Like like you're wrong. We're just gonna dump you onto some spikes right now. Get over it. You know, it's just like hyper aggressive bob bombs coming at you from every angle, and they're like, yeah. they know, <laughs> yeah. they know that's right, what you're yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the other thing. That those bombs are annoying in, as in fuck. The, I forgot I forgot to mention it in the interview, but. Like it has one of the smartest AIs I think that I've I've seen in an NES game. Like you get the impression that the enemies are anticipating your move and, and watching what you're doing, especially if you they probably are. Them, maybe they are because the the Nintendo has given it all the button inputs. The computer knows what you're doing. Yeah, this is true. You can see they're cheating. Yeah, they're reading the they're reading the game code and watching everything that you're doing. They are, but like like especially when you get to the bosses and stuff, you're gonna see. That, like there's one boss second the second boss in particular it's not really a spoiler because it's so early in the game but it's, a, it's on a pirate it's a pirate ship and the, the boss is a pirate has a sword and everything they'll just kind of stand there and wait for you to move almost like you would happen in a real sword fight it feels like a real sword fight but in an nes game and a cutesy nes platformer and so i think it's just really impressive for being a game from 1993 and uh, yeah i encourage everybody to give it a try yeah, and it should be out by the time this is posted to the public. So check it I out. I kind of sort of get it, but I don't have the swing yet because, like, the attack is kind of weird. Yeah. And then I, I know you get these, like, power ups, which I sort of understand, but I don't exactly know how I'm getting them unless because there's all these different colored potions and stuff, which I'm sure right. has something to do with it. But also at the same time, I was really confused because it let me throw a bomb and I thought that meant I had captured one of those guys. So I've spent a little while trying to figure out how to mm. capture. Come to find out, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just an item that looked like the enemy. Yeah, it's just an item. So there's there's uh, three main weapons that you have. One is you can pick up the bombs. One is you can pick up a a fire flower. So like a projectile 
Fire, not, not a fire flower, a fire, fireball. I mean, I misspoke. It's not Mario. Fireball. And then there's your star, which you have all the time. Yeah, and the star is the thing that, like, once you get the hang of it, you can kind of, like, see how it opens up the whole game. Uh, it, it's, it gets a little bit tricky at first. Like, did you guys really try messing around with the star, jumping on it and riding it and everything? I accidentally wrote on it some, but... I, yeah, like I, I, said, I tried, I tried throwing it and accidentally wrote on it and basically took me into spikes or, or enemies or whatever killed me. Is what it, it was just another uh, another vehicle for death in the game. And I know you're supposed to use the enemies <laughs> as part of the platforming too, which I was kind of figuring out, but it's just moving so fucking fast. And also, like chaotically, it doesn't seem like there's a pattern. Maybe there is, but because I got it to the furthest I made it to was the I, I take it it's a boss or a mini boss, but it's a big bomb, and he was yeah. wiping floor with me. I did not know what the fuck I was doing. I, I managed yeah. to hit him like once, I think, but it was tough. You got to bump him off the platform. Oh. That's the key. Yep. Well, there's a part where you have to do that with some stuff that's shooting at you, which I thought was kind of cool. Like you get to push the little bullet turret off of the off the platform, and the, the bullets can't reach you anymore. That was pretty neat. So that was I, I forgot about that. That was kind of a cool little touch there. Yeah, that's one of the things that that I find endearing about this game. There's just all kinds of little touches like that. Like one of the enemies, when you hit it the first time, it'll flip over onto its back, and its feet are kind of waddling around, right? And if you stand, if you then stand on top of the enemy as his feet are waddling around, he'll he'll kick you off him. Like he, like you, you start to move off. You know, little tiny detail like that just sort of add up and add character to the game. Like there's an underwater passageway early in the first level where like there's no enemies there or anything. It's just purely scenery where you can just look around and see fish swimming around. And oh yeah, that part's cool. Yeah, you know, the game is full of that kind of stuff. The little details that showed, like the people who made this, really, really cared about the game. It reminded me a little bit of a boy and his blob, like because there are some actual like just set pieces in that that are you know really long areas you'll go where you won't see anything, but just kind of the scenery of the city. Yeah, that's right. Your know, atmosphere, and that that was something. Uh, you know, in the NES era, it's, it's all the more impressive that people were thinking about static things for atmosphere like that. But I, you know, I don't want to seem ungrateful. You know, I'm happy to have gotten the code, and I'm going to try to play it some more. It definitely has, you know, the feel of a. You could tell me this was one of the, uh, you know, like an indie game, or you know, one of the homebrews or something, and I would believe that because it does feel almost too modern because it's so different. Not necessarily that yeah. the conventions are, you know, leagues beyond what other games are doing, but just because I'm surprised that there's traits about it that I haven't seen in other games, or if I have, it's been. I don't know. It just—it's a different flavor of platformer, and I think I just kind of got to wrap my head around it. But it's still a platformer through and through, and for that reason, I should try to love it. It's funny that you should say that about the it feeling kind of like a modern indie game because we we touched on that in the interview too. So yeah. it's like a yeah a real yeah. I was talking about, about it. Cut you out. They would never know if you did. Yeah, you could cut out my discontent. <laughs> so yeah, thank you once again to Bitwave to. Andreas, for uh, uh, giving your time and everything, and and, and for the codes, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely, everybody, go try gimmick for sure. Can we move on to the big topic of the week then, or my big topic of the week? Are you your big topic? Yes, yes. It's been waiting weeks to finally talk about AW Fight Forever. It's felt like it's, and even last week they were mean and they and they didn't release it until the day after we recorded my uh, editing day, which I actually took like a three hour break and didn't start editing until I put about three hours into the game because I was, you know, so fucking, you know, I was anticipating this game forever and it finally came out. So there you go. It's the only thing I've been playing 
for the week. Obviously, I don't know what I don't know what my time is. We'll see what the time is next week. Uh, I, I made it through. I went through the road to elite once. I've already gone through it once already. I'm I'm about halfway through it on a second time as well. So and uh, the road to elite is like the career mode. I made my own character. The the creator wrestler is like incredibly limited, which which sucks. Like that's like one of the major uh, cons towards the game that I've seen people talk about. Is like how there's not really a whole lot that you can do to make your own character. Uh, my my middle name, as I said before, when I said no eye patches, this actually kind of really fucking surprised me because there's been what like seven AEW wrestlers who have worn eye patches like over the time that I've watched it, and uh, you cannot put an eye patch on your creator wrestler like at all. Like so, if I want to recreate the legendary fight between John Moxley and Chris Jericho from Revolution of 2021, I can't put the eye patch on John Moxley because John Moxley had an eye patch. Because Chris Jericho like jabbed him in the eye with one of the one of the pins from his leather jacket, so it's wow. like uh, I'm just like because I wanted to make Goro Majima from uh, from Yakuza in the game, and uh, his a prominent feature of his is, him is his eye patch that he has, and I was just so surprised and mad that there was not a that I could not put a single eye patch on anybody. It's like come on, you have like so many wrestlers that like it's like a theme it's like a fucking storyline thing or whatever where somebody gets stabbed and they wear an eye patch like it's already been in the game like you had like your main characters that are in there wearing those eye- like why are they not i don't understand i feel like it's something that had to have been forgotten about or like yeah they forgot to add it at the last second because it really feels like a pretty obvious detail they overlooked i mean can you do sunglasses can you do regular glasses can yeah there's do- a whole bunch of there there's a Here's the thing, like, it's really limited. Limited is in, like, there's maybe five different faces that you can pick from for Creator Wrestler. Like, you can't, like, it's not like Street Fighter or even, like, WWE Day of Reckoning for GameCube, where you can, like, change the, the length of their nose or their chin or their all, like, the GameCube yeah. wasn't, one was insane. Like, you could even, you could even put texture on skin to a point. Like, you could draw something out and, and layer it over the person. Like, that's how I made, like, I was able to make the thing and like give him like the rocky looking skin and stuff like that, like on a GameCube game. You know, like that game was insane as far as creator. Rest- That's probably the greatest creator wrestler I've ever seen or create anything game, you know, and uh, and you- you're not going to get that. <laughs> That's a- it- You basically have pre made faces that you can pick. Like you can't really choose like eye, like eye shape or anything like that. Or even the Mies let you like move your eyes around and stuff like that. So it's. It's kind of hard to make it make a specific person. Do you think it has anything to do with uh, them being worried they'll do like controversial figures and then beat the crap out of them or something? No, I th- I think they just don't. I just think they just don't didn't put a whole lot of time into creator wrestler. I feel like that was a side thing to okay. them. I think that I think the the main idea was uh, bringing the wrestlers that already exist in there and let you play as them, which that is fun. And you know, I've seen I've seen it getting a lot of like six and sevens, and I would say the game is about a seven. But I give it an eight if you're an AEW fan. I give it an extra point for that. Just the fact that you can see these characters that you know and love moving around, and they're very fluid, and their and their moves look very accurate, and that sort of thing. Like, just like when I started up the game, I didn't even touch the the career mode. I just like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna play as this character. I'm gonna play as this character. Like, I want to see what this is like. Like, what is this entrance like? Like, what is this one? You know, like I was just like kid in a candy store here, just like going from like one person to another. Be like, all right, well, well, do we have this? Like, does Ruby have her song in there? Which Kind of, kind of, because Ruby, because Ruby Soho comes out to the, to the rancid song Ruby Soho. So I was hoping that the song was actually in the game, and if you listen hard, you can hear it, but it's barely there. It doesn't. That was also kind of a disappointment too. Like the the entrances don't have that like bang like they do on the show, and I and and there was actually somebody uh, apparently somebody who was who was working with uh, Ukes or whatever posted a thing on Twitter earlier today, just asking the AW uh, Fight for Every community about like. 
what you know what what they're looking for and i actually commented on it you know and said like here you know what does everybody think about it so far we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna do some patches and stuff like that and there was a new patch that came out today eye too patches. i guess but i know i, I mentioned eye patches yeah that was like one of the first things i said because it was still in my mind but what was what was in the patch that came out today uh, just like some, I guess there were some freezes. Uh, I, I did, the game did crash one time while I was making a character and that was kind of annoying. Thankfully I hadn't done that much, but I was making a character and I like went to the, I went to the menu and like put my switch to sleep. And then when I put the switch back on when I, when I brought it back out from sleep, uh, the, the game just like crashed and went back to the menu. So that was kind of annoying and it didn't save Is anything. Is it a game that where done. you're online or something? Uh, yeah, you, you are on, online. you are online. Now that's another big gripe for me is I've, I've tried to play online multiple times. I can't find anybody anywhere. I cannot get matched with anybody. That was the thing that I mentioned on the Twitter thing, was uh, make the game cross-play, please, so we can find people to play online, because I can't find anybody, and I want to play somebody online, and I can't. You know, So it's like, I've, been, I've sat on there for like 10, 20 minutes, and it just uh, doesn't hook, you know, nobody gets... And there's no lobbies or anything. Like, like let it at least be like lobbies or something where you can join somebody's room or whatever. Like, it's... And, I, and this uh, was at Monster Brunch that we talked to, or that I've talked to back and forth online. Um, he, he has it on PC, I think. Uh, and he said that he was able to play online occasionally and that it was pretty fun. And he just kind of switches between the different uh, regions and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, how do you get anybody online? I'm like, I'm sitting on the tw- Switch version. Like, d- d- am I the only one that has it? It's like, it's like, there's like nobody playing online at all. I really wanted to see like what the, if I'm as good as I think I am, you know, like I want to test out my skills, but I I can't connect to, I can beat the computer on hard, you know, but I can't seem to fight a real person. So who knows? But one of the, but one of the major, what I was saying earlier, or one of the major complaints on the Twitter thread was, uh, was that people were talking about how the, the entrances weren't long enough. Like they weren't, they don't have that, you know, they don't have that bang that they do on the show. And even like compared to something like the N64 ones, which they're trying to emulate. And I think they do very well as far as the controls go, but even like, like, you know, one of my favorite ones, uh, like WrestleMania 2000, like, you could do all these. You could make all these different entrances for yourself, but it would like, you know, it would start and it would show the Titantron. It would show the video, like even on sixty four, and then it would wait for you to come out and it would play the music for a while. It had this really cool, like dramatic, you know, cinematic version of it. This one, it kind of just you just walk out and you can change the camera angles and you can make like pyro blow off, blow up behind you, and it only lasts like about five or six seconds. Like it's over really, really quickly, so it doesn't really have that that like you know punch of punch of the intros and even like the day of reckoning one you could go crazy with that you could choose change all you could choose all the camera angles and like when they switch to you whatever and you could basically make a whole little f- two minute movie out of your entrance like in that game like it was insane the options that they gave you on that so that was a, that was a little bit of a letdown but i mean as far as like feeling like the 64 game i think it totally does like uh, playing like four player matches like you would you know like you would when you were in high school or whatever it totally feels like it. You know, I, I obviously I already know how to play the game because I've played, you know, the 64 games for so long. And it very much has that feel to it. it is, it's a little more complicated, but I think it's better because of that. Like, instead of the original one, you just have you just have grab and punch. But this one, you have a punch and a kick. It's two separate things. And, you know, you have your grab button. And if you if you gra- do the grab plus grab in a, in a direction, that does a, that does a flip move. But if you do like punch in a direction, that does a punch move. And if you do the kick in a direction, that does like a kick move. So that's kind of how it works. But it's it's still it's still basically the same. If you understand the way the sixty four one works, you understand the way this game works. It's very much very 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 similar to that, and that and that's pretty cool. So how does it feel like compared to Wrestling Empire control wise? Then is it similar? <laughs> I mean, Wrestling Empire is a mess. You know, like that. Is it, I thought <laughs> you said it. 
get control like the N64 greats. Uh, not in the way like where you press the different directions for the. It it doesn't have like that co- that same combo system, but it's okay. it's but it's a little bit different. I mean, I think it's. I, I mean, I definitely. I'll say it right here. It's definitely the best wrestling game on Switch. Like I'll I'll say that hands down. Like uh, even better than AEW. No, I mean AEW is the best wrestling game on Switch. Is what I was saying. Fight forever. Bad boy. Yeah. Bad person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I knew you would like it. You've been you've been hyped up for this game, and I'm really yeah. happy it's not disappointing you. That's well, actually really good news. As your friend, it's totally disappointing me in its own ways. But I mean, I still like playing it. It's still a lot of fun to play. Like I said, yeah. what what it boils down to is the actual like mechanics of the game and the fighting and all that is great. It's a lot of fun. There's just they just there's just like so many missed opportunities with it. Like yeah, the career mode I was really excited about, but and I mentioned this in the Twitter thread too. It's like none of the choices really mean anything or you, they're not even really choice. They're like fake choices, you know, like I, like I, like the second time I was playing through, I, I got, so, so there's like four different chapters in the whole game and each chapter has four different branches that you can get to like, and it says like A, B, C, D, you know, it'll tell you whether you're in it or not. And the very beginning of the game, you get put in a Royal Rumble or cas- Casino Battle Royale as it's called in, in the game. And, uh, and if, and basically if you win that, you go a different path. And if you don't, it it goes, it's the same thing. So that's the only one that really affects you. Everything else other than that is completely random as to which, as to which letter of the, of the, of the chapter it is. So that's kind of annoying because some of the, there's like three unlockable characters that you unlock through the story mode and you have to get to specific branches, but when you can't do it by making choices, it kind of makes it annoying because it's completely random and it's just like, well, I'm going to end up here or maybe I'm not. Like when I went through the first time, uh, I get I get the branch where uh, the inner circle asked me to join. That's Chris. That was Chris Jericho's thing. Like him and Sammy Guevara like asked me to be on their team, and I do, you know. And then we have a falling out, whatever. And then I play it again, and I, and then I do the same thing, but with the Death Triangle this time with uh, with Ray Phoenix and and Penta and and uh, Pack and all that. And everything's like going fine, you know. I I do uh, I I uh, wrestle with Penta, you know, because he's he's the best. And then I get to the and I get to the end and they're like, hey, uh, why don't you do you want to join Death Triangle? And it says, you know, it says yes or no. And I say yes, and they still turn on me. So it's like if I said no, would it same like I, I like I'm like yes, I want to I don't want to join. And they're like, well, you know what, we don't like you anymore, so you're not in the in the in the thing. And I'm like, wait, what? What if I would have said? I mean, so there's no consequence to me even saying that I want to be a part of the group. Like it, it's so weird. And then they and then they all turn on me and I do a pay per view where they all attack me and I couldn't fucking win because there's three against one, so I lost. You know, because it's hard to fight three wrestlers at once when all of them are fighting you and they're not fighting each other. That was one thing. And that what was it? Then the first the first chapter that you're in, you get stuck with a if you don't win the battle royale, uh, you, you get stuck with a random tag team partner. So like the first time I went through. I got stuck with Dustin Rhodes, you know, the, 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 whatever, the original Dustin Rhodes, who was gold dust on WWE. If you remember gold dust, that's Dustin Rhodes. He's the, he's the son of, uh, of, you know, Dusty Rhodes from way back when brother to Cody Rhodes, who's not in, not in AW anymore, but still in the game. So that's kind of cool. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I was, I was with Dustin and, you know, we, you know, we're a tag team for a while. There's this whole like side story where he like steals my luggage like it, it, there's this whole thing where you're at where you're at the airport and you're by the luggage thing and he's like, oh hey you lost your luggage eh and I'm like yeah you know that sucks and he's like well I'm sorry man and and you go through you do all this stuff as a tag team and then you go to a pay per view event and you win the tag team belt like you win the the championship tag team belt and then spoilers and then whatever <laughs> it's like the first chapter whatever and then you can go through this thing in a couple hours and then at the pay per view your tag team partner whatever it is whoever it is will tell you 
that they were the ones that stole your your baggage, you know. And they're like, "Oh, it was funny. I thought I'd just fuck with you." And then your character turns on them, and then that's it. Like whether they, you like it or not. But yeah, you you have no choice to 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 whether you want to turn on your partner or not. It just happens. But the weird thing is like the tag team belts just just disappear then. They never bring it up again. It's like we had the like in AEW they would have let that play out, right? Cuz we have the tag team the the, right. the tag team championship belts. But they it never mentions them ever again after that. Like they just disappear. It seems and like it's a like, to be continued <laughs> thing in wrestling. Yeah. Like, oh, you stole my luggage. Well, then I'm turning on you, but then you're going to come back later because you realize like it's because they really cared about you. Yeah. Well, we would have had a pay per view event or something out of that. They would have built up that uh-huh. that feud for much longer. Like it wouldn't have just been like, you know, I'm going to kick you in the face and and then that's it. And then, and then we're going to move on to a different thing. Each other all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> ketchup and mustard. Yeah, no, they they take those. Yeah, they take those for much longer. So it's like that feud was like a really long one, right? That we were seeing like. Oh yeah, that's been going. I mean, that's been going for some time few. with uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, yeah, and Briscoe. Uh-huh. Brisco. I mean, that's that's been going for a while. But uh, I mean, and normally they yeah they take them for a while, and there's different iterations of it and different pay per views and all that stuff. And but yeah, that's what kind of what I felt. And I was one of the reviews I was watching. I guess if you win the casino casino battle royale at the very beginning of the game. Uh, you get the belt, you get the championship belt, and then you get challenged for it. But then they never talk about it ever again, and it's and it's like you don't have it anymore because at the very end of the of the career, you get the belt. Like that's what happened to me. Like you, it, it felt like at the very end they kind of didn't know what to do, so they kind of throw these yeah. gauntlets at you where you'll fight like four wrestlers like one after another, and you do a couple of them for a few weeks, and then you go to a pay per view and you fight like the three strongest AEW wrestlers or whatever. You basically fight. Uh, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, and Kenny Omega, like at the same time in the ring, and whoever wins that gets the world championship belt, which which I did. So, I want to fight CM Punk. I did actually. That was cool. Uh, that was kind of funny because it would never happen. But so the show Rampage, and and they do like work in the the history of AEW in there, which I do think is pretty cool. And you can unlock footage from the shows to watch, you know, and and it looks great. Like I think I think like the footage looks great. It's all in HD and all that. But it'll show you stuff. And and when you when you start the career mode, it will show you footage of like all the wrestlers, like younger pictures of like Nyla Rose and the Young Bucks and all that, which was which was great. And it'll show you like the press conference when they first announced that they were starting AEW as a federation and they were going to go against WWE and all that. And they show the speech, like I mentioned it last week of, uh, of the young bucks talking about like being inclusive and like, you know, anybody, whatever gender or, or whatever, you know, you, if you're good enough to wrestle, you you're with us and all that sort of thing. They, they, they play all of that at the beginning and you get to the, the, the way the game works is like, so you get, so you get a week, there's a week and you get four turns before every week. And basically, during your turns, you can like you can go work out, you can go eat, uh, you can go sight- sightseeing, you can go do press conferences, yeah, or you can do other shows. Like so, you can do you can do the YouTube uh, Dark, the AW Dark show, if you want, and you'll get additional uh, experience for that. But you can also do the the Rampage show. But the the show Rampage started with uh, with CM Punk, like the very first Rampage episode took place in United Center, and CM Punk like came out and gave a speech and all that. So. At one point in the game, when it shows the different things you can do, there'll be a little exclamation point on it if the, if it means that you're going to meet up with a wrestler. So you always want to do that, you know. So I went. Th- so so you do that, and you go and you meet CM Punk, and CM Punk's like, "Hey, I'm going to premiere on Rampage. Uh, do you want to fight me?" And I was like, "Okay," and I just beat the shit out of him. And I'm like, "I'm like that's that would never happen. Like that would never. They would never like have a big wrestler come and then just get his ass handed to him like on the night that they." 
that they first premiered. But it was kind of funny to to do that, you know, to just be like, just beat the shit out of CM Punk. And I did it a second time, like on my second time through also. Beat, beat him on that uh, on that premiere. And then it'll show you the footage of like CM Punk coming to Rampage and the United Center and all that stuff. And, you know, and, and, and that's kind of the reward. And I guess there's one of the branches you can get to the failed uh, Exploding Barbed Wire match, which happened between Moxley and uh, Omega, which was a huge like pay-per-view uh, main event uh, disappointment where the where the barbed wire didn't explode like for the final for the finale and you can and if you and if you make it through on the storyline that happens and you can actually use it as a as an option in the game you can choose to use the historical failed exploding barbed wire match and all that stuff which is kind of funny like like i said it has a lot of charm to it but there's just like i don't know there's just like stuff that's just kind of missed opportunities like that like i like i said the the career modes and the branching paths they, they really should be based on your choices and not just randomly picked, depending on what chapter you're on and all that, which is kind of annoying. But I mean, obviously, like I said, it's still fun to play. It just could, it just could be so much more, you know, than than what it is. It's kind so of- I, I was curious uh, because you know you think about sports games in general, like a lot, a big thing will be like where you're playing. Pardon me. So like they'll emulate the stadium in some way or whatever. So do you have like different venues where AEW events have been, or is there just sort of kind of a you know, just kind of like a generic arena you're always in. Well, so the game lets you, um, and you could do this on the 64 games too. It basically lets you choose different uh, arenas based on like pay-per-views and stuff like that. So if you want to, so you want to mm-hmm. wrestle at Dynamite, like the stage will say Dynamite, and like the and like the mat will say Dynamite and all that. Or you can wrestle at Dark, which is the YouTube one. Or you can wrestle at Rampage, which is the Friday night one. Or you can wrestle, or you can wrestle at like. Uh, you know, double or nothing, or like full gear, or like all these other pay per views, and it, it does do that. And the and the what's what's kind of co- what's cool about it that I like about the career mode is every week you fly to a different town, like to a different place in the country, or you actually do go to Canada at one yeah. point too. And it'll show the it'll show the plane like fly from one place to another, you know. And you can go out to eat, and you'll go to like a different restaurant depending on where you are, and the waitress will explain to you whatever the food is that's and, it, and it's like based on a real restaurant and all that and they'll talk about like the main food of the of the city and all that and it's kind of cool like you know touristy stuff like that there was a funny joke in there where uh what is it seattle has like gooey duck or something that it's called they, they say they pronounce right. it like that and it's funny because the waitress says like spells it out and says that you would spell it like gooey duck because it looks like goey duck or whatever it looks like geoduck yeah, it looks like it looks like Geoduck, but it's she says Gooey Duck, and she says I told you that because I know this is. She's like I told you this that because I know there's no voiceover on this, and it's all text, so otherwise you wouldn't know what I was saying. And that's so that there's like funny like fourth wall breaking stuff in the game like that. Like I ran into Brody Lee, uh, he was the head of the Dark Order. He died a couple years ago, unfortunately, but uh, he's in the game still. But he's in the game. He is in the game still. But uh, but I ran into Brody Lee at a restaurant. And uh, he talks to me, and he's like he's telling me about the Dark Order, and he's like, he's like, man, just just think about it. Maybe if you were in a different branching chapter, you would be part of the Dark Order. And and my character's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> it's like because uh, he talks about it as like it's a game, and a lot of wrestlers do that in the game, and it's kind of funny, you know. They'll they'll they'll, they'll kind of speak like fourth wall breaking, fourth kinda, wall. yeah. Like he's like, you know, you could have been in Dark Order if you were if you went to a different chapter that you're at right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, that. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's not a video game. It's, you know, it's all real. So, so there's, there's fun, quirky stuff like that, but I don't know that 
the career mode could have more. And it's I think I think the big problem that a lot of people are mentioning and and I I feel it as well is uh there's not a whole lot of modes in the game, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff to do. And I am hopefully they're going to add stuff. Like I mentioned this on the Twitter thread too. It's like uh I wish there was just like an arcade ladder that you could use like for the exhibition matches. Mm-hmm. Like like exhibition matches you just pick whatever you want and you do one match and then it's over. And that's how you and that's how yep. you transfer the belts too. Like if you want if you want somebody to have a belt, all you do is put somebody with a belt in a match with somebody without a belt, and it doesn't matter what match it is, and whoever wins gets the belt. Unless it's a tag team belt, you have to have both of the tag team members there to lose the belts. So it's it's kind of like, I wish there was a little bit more celebration to it. Like maybe, because like, I remember on, on, on a WCW NWO, NWO Revenge on 64, you had like an arcade ladder that you had to go through before you went, before you got to fight against the, the belt haver or whatever. It'd be nice to just do like maybe like ten guys or something like that, where you can just, you know, like what you like you would on Street Fighter or something, where you can just, you yeah. know, just play it more, just give you more options for stuff to do instead of just being like, here's one match. Well, right, also you lets you learn how the game works and like the actual inputs and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Try to get good. And I did, you know, I did what I said I was going to do online. Like I, I did, I did my exploding barbed wire match of Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, obviously, because it was the first match I ever did. And I didn't realize there's two there's two different special moves on this, which is cool. There's a sig- there's your signature move and there's a special move. In the original sixty four one, there's only the special move, but this one has two. So when you get you know it it does the same thing where you have your spirit meter on the bottom, and when it gets bigger, it'll say signature on it, and you just grab somebody and you press up or down on the control pad, and then you'll do your signature move. And then you just have to like and then you move the stick just like you would in the sixty four game to pose, and then you get your special meter up. And then you grab the guy, and then you move the stick, and then you and then you do your special move. So it works the same way, but now you can now you have an additional signature move because a lot of characters in, in AEW will have like a move that they do, and then they do their finisher. So you can do that where you can emulate like doing you know having your having your uh, move and then your follow up and all that. So you can do like the V trigger with Kenny Omega before you do the one one winged angel and all that stuff, which is really cool. So and there's and there's different variations depending on you know. If the characters like like say if you're playing as like Jeff Hart Jeff Hardy and you want to do like the Centon bomb off the off the top of the ropes, you you know, you would get up there and then flick the stick and then you do this and then you do the flip and land on the guy. And as you go and as you go through the story mode, you unlock you unlock experience points which you can use to buy new moves. So you can so it works kinda of like Tony Hawk a little bit, where you buy new slots for special moves, so you can give yourself more specials and more signatures. And you can also uh, build up the strength of them. Like the same thing with your with your experience points, uh, points among other things like uh, like you have to learn through story mode like how to like run and jump out of the ring on the guy to the guy on the outside like you don't learn that automatically with a created wrestler you have to learn that in the in the single player so a lot of stuff like that you get or you get the my favorite move you can you can basically get the move where you can use you can do anybody else's finishing move against them like you just grab them and you click the right stick and you'll do their move so you're like CM Punk you can do the go to sleep or whatever. And uh, that's always fun because then you can see everybody else's finishing moves without playing as them. You just do it and just beat them with their own move. And that, that's that's always fun. That just reminds me of being a kid and being like, yeah, well, my superpower is that I have whatever superpower you have. <laughs> that's what I always thought would be one of the best superpowers is the is the, the morph ability. Be like a shapeshifter. You could you could do anything. That's, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. I would always say. If I get to have it's any like superpower, Kirby. I'll be a fucking scroll, you know? It turned into anything. Nobody could stop me because you never know. You know, I fucking turn into I fucking turn into the guy who works at the bank and take all the money out of there or whatever. You never know. <laughs> but yeah, and no, I mean, I've I'm I'm still playing it. It's still you know, it's still got me on there. There's just a 
you know, it's like a, I like it, but there's just, you know, there's so much more they could have done with it. I think, I think it's a pretty ambitious move, you know, from where they're at, but you know, it's got a lot of good ideas in there. It's just, it's a lot of missed opportunities too, which is a shame because I, I do really like it and I like the controls a lot. Oh, and it does, it does occasionally stutter on switch, which is kind of annoying. It doesn't happen that much, but sometimes there'll be like a little like half second, quarter second pause, like while you're playing. And most of the time it happens when you're unlo- when you're when you like did a achievement or something, which there are achievements in the game. You unlock uh you unlock money, in game money, like through the achievements and you can buy stuff with it. There's not a whole lot to buy. I bought a c cu- I bought a couple new uh I bought I bought a couple new characters on there. Uh you can, can you buy stuff with real money? No, no, there's there's no uh there's no actual like well aside from DLC characters, I guess. Because, uh, I mean, there's well, there's FTR, but I, I got all of them because I got the Elite version, you know, so. And I got the, yeah, I got Matt Hardy and the NFTR. Yeah. They were they were the DLC characters. But aside from that, no, so that's they, all. Yeah. So they were talking about how this game was going to, they're not going to do a sequel. They're going to keep updating this game forever, yeah. right? So with this game released in, as you say, like a, like a seven or eight sort of state, how long until how long w- w- would you be satisfied with the game as it is until uh, uh, uh dlc comes out like how uh, do you expect dlc in like six months and like after six months you get to feel kind of like antsy like come on guys you know make it make it a little better or whatever how, how, how long can you remain satisfied without dlc i guess what I, I, I guess that's the question right i mean we'll see i mean stay yeah. t- stay tuned you know i'll talk about you it don't every, know every week every week i'm sure well, I looked at I looked at uh, the trending, and I saw you played over twenty hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean, I've just basically I've only been playing that for the time that I am playing. But we're also moving, so I don't have as much video game time as uh, as I normally would. So we got a lot of shit going on. So. Well, AEW yeah. stands for always enjoying wrestling, and that's what <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's I thought it stood for acclaimed every weekend, which they're not on there, which is oh, okay. unfortunate. Or what was it? Every weekday, every every uh, every every week, every weekday, every weekend. No, it it was kind of sad because you know the acclaimed, the uh, one of the most popular tag teams, they're not in the game, but the acclaimed theme song is in the game. So it's kind of like a little bit of a tease in there. It's like it's like oh, just kind of twist the knife. Do you think they'll add them later? Maybe. Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure they will. And that was actually the that was the um, opening song for my for my character for a while was the acclaim song just because they weren't in there but I was like well they can kind of be there if I just come out to their song whatever you know but no my 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 character Kabuki Kabuki Devil Man is a uh, was basically since the since the creator wrestler is kind of limited I was just like let's make the most ridiculous looking character that we can make so so I got the Kabuki uh, paint on him like the white and red you know he's wearing like. The big by the big giant uh, Sean uh, Sean White uh, pro pro s- snowboarder glasses. Uh, he's got like these three horns, like one coming out of the middle and on the sides, and he's got like a cape, and he's got like really long green hair and a big giant green beard, and he's got red skin. That's why he's like a Devil Man, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and it and it's like um and and you can do you can do different versions. You made like a Kabuki kind of character before, and. Wrestling games, haven't you, or am I just misremembering? I mean, I used, I had like my old wrestling character, uh, Legion, or Azazel, depending on which federation I was in. But then I'm also thinking, I'm probably thinking of Sergeant Kabuki. I had like, I had like face paint. Yeah, on well, there. was there not a cop uniform in the game? Like, like you, you went halfway to Kabuki Man. 
Well, I mean, Sergeant Kabuki Man was a trauma was a trauma hero. I guess I could make him, but yeah. I was just, I was just trying to make a silly looking character, you know. So I made so I so I unlocked this. I bought like this red skin, and I was like, well, he looks like a big devil guy, you know. And and I was like, oh, I'm looking at the face paint, and the Kabuki face paint looks cool. And I was like, well, I'll just call him Kabuki Devil Man because you know it, it sounds like a weird anime or something like that, you know. And and you can do different outfits depending on like when you're outside of the ring or when you're in the ring. And my outfits are pretty much the same, except when I'm outside of the ring, I have this big purple like leather jacket that I wear, and and purple leather pants. So it's kind of and instead of like the sh- the big the big giant snowboarding glasses, I'm just wearing like smaller shades, and that's the difference. <laughs> but it's funny because it incorporates it with that storyline where your where your uh, tag team uh, partner steals your luggage. So you you basically wrestle a, a match like in your street clothes or whatever. So I do I did wrestle a match like with with the purple the purple uh, leather jacket and all that. So, but I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I'm having fun with it. Uh, I'm like halfway through the second playthrough. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it on there. Uh, <laughs> nobody's watching it at all. Probably because nobody cares. They, uh, they cared a lot more for the other, the, the old ass wrestling stuff that I put up in there. Nobody cared about the new shit, but you can watch like the first half of my, of my career mode on there. Second, second time through, but you know, and you can go through the Kremira mode with any of the mate, any of the characters that are already in there. You can play as uh, characters that already exist. So you can go through the career mode as Kenny Omega or like Sting or whoever you want to. Which I'll probably do that after I get through this one, you know. Or I'd like to try doing it because there's not that many female wrestlers on there. That's kind of another like big uh, con that I thought for it. There's a lot of them missing. I'm, I'm surprised Jamie Hader isn't in there. Like she's incredibly popular, or like Tony Storm or or Sky Blue or any of those, you know. There's, Who's there's, the one when we seen him that was uh that was singing with the like Jabberwockies behind them? Oh, I don't think she's well, I mean I don't think she's necessarily a wrestler yet. The one that was the one that was like trying to provoke the acclaimed. Yeah, the guy the one who went up and then he was like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm gay. Yeah, she yeah, she's kinda like, yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't know I mean, I don't know everything there is to know about her, but uh as far as I've seen her on AEW, she's more of a she's more of like a uh manager side whatever thing i've never actually like a seen manager her. side character i've never actually seen her wrestle anybody she's just been a part of qt marshall's whatever or qt marshall uh his qtv gotcha. thing that's what i said so i'm, I'm gonna I'm guess sure. that you know all these characters that are that are missing you know they're, they're probably saving a whole bunch of them for for, for dlc, DLC and yeah, you'll yeah. see them and you know two months will start to trickle out i also don't wonder if like or i also do wonder rather if it's been in development hell for a while and it took so long to get it out yeah like maybe it's half baked and there's just stuff they still need to do. I, I think that's a big part of it too, because uh, I mean, you know, Kenny Omega had a big had a big hand in it, from what I heard, and you know, he's you know he doesn't know anything about developing games, or at least not before this. And I know they had Ukes on it, and they had the original. I guess, I guess the original like uh, director of the '64 ones. He was like an overseer, but he didn't necessarily like do the development and all that. So, or he was like more of a producer role. But it's still yeah, it's kind of like a you know, it's a very early game for them and. You know, it's a, like it's like it, it really reminds me a lot of Splatoon One on Wii U, which Splatoon One seemed like really incomplete when it came out, but it ended up being great. Like once they added all the shit to it later, you know, it's it reminds me of a lot of Nintendo's products nowadays. You know, where they come out half baked and then you know they add all the shit later, and it's like, all right, well, it's good now, you know. And it's kind of it's kind of the same. I think thing. a really great example is the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. That was like probably one of the most dramatic changes from start to end of the oh, console. Yeah. It was pretty bad at the beginning, or like a, it was pretty bad. And by the end, it was like probably the most successful console. It was it was of that generation for sure. Well, I mean, we yeah. we was pretty hot, but I mean, you know, as far as HD stuff goes, 
I it definitely beat the shit out of PS3. I know I know that. And I and I'm a PS3 guy. Or or like uh or like, you know, No Man's Sky, like that sort of thing, like coming off kind of I mean, I don't think this is as bad as No No Man's Sky was at the beginning, but you know, coming off really bad, but then they keep adding stuff to it and then it becomes, you know. I I feel like the people that are working on it and the wrestlers, you know, like you know, I feel like they're very dedicated to it, and I think they're just going to keep trying to do what they can. I found it interesting that there was already stuff on Twitter going around about asking people what they thought about it, not even like a week out. You know, it's just it's just like released last week, you know, that people are actually asking for feedback and all that stuff. And that makes me feel good about it. Oh, like people through the company? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they want feedback. They've been working on this shit for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I still – it's like I still recommend it. I just – you know, with an asterisk, I guess that there's that I, I feel like it's I feel like it's much more exciting for somebody who knows all the AEW characters and all that. Like if you're coming into it just wanting the N64 feel, it's there, but it might not get as have as much longevity for you. Like with what's available in the modes, is all I would say. Even though if either of you got it, I would love to play you online because I'd love to play anybody online because I can't seem to get connected with anybody on this. But you know, I'll play I'll play anybody. I'll challenge any of you. Any of you, of you listening, you get the game. Fight me. Let's do it. Be your wrestling promo right now, Trey. Yeah. I'll, let's do it. I'll, I'll fight you as Kabuki. Oh, this guy's serious. <laughs> I don't even I don't even have oh, he's to serious. I don't even have to use Devil Man. I'll use uh I'll use I'll use one of the regular wrestlers. Actually I think uh I think I would use Penta as my as my uh, main if it wasn't for, for Devil Man, but Oh and I made Raven too, my old favorite wrestler for when I was in high school. So I made old EC old, old WCW well he was in ECW too. Uh WCW Raven. He started in ECW, and then he was in WCW, and I think he went back to ECW. But yeah, Raven was the guy. He wore a leather jacket, a flannel. I don't know. I was big into him when I was in college. If you saw me wrestle at all at the at the wrestling tournaments, I was dressed up like Raven. <laughs> so I made I made a character of him on there, which was pretty cool. At least I can make you know you can make the curly hair like him and give him the and give him the leather jacket and all that. But no eye patch was pretty depressing because I really wanted to put Goro Majima on there because he's he's cool. And he, he would be really fun. I just want Dan Crenshaw in my game. Does he have an eye patch? As a politician, yeah. No, but no. I mean, I'm planning on I'm planning on still playing it. Uh, there's there's cool chip tune uh, versions of the of the theme songs when you're at the restaurants, and I hope that I can find those songs to put on this episode because I think they're really cool. There there's really weird. There's mini games in there. Like you go and talk to the young bucks every week. They'll give you a different mini game depending on where you're at. It doesn't really matter on your location. It'll just be different every time. And the mini games are kind of fun. I wish they would do they would have done something like Pokemon Stadium where you could do like a thing where you just play the mini games and like whoever gets to 10 first wins or something like that cuz they're pretty they're pretty fun. There's like a skateboarding one where you just skate around on a where you just you're on a skateboard and you do moves for points and you can jump into the other wrestlers and you get like higher points for doing that. Like like stuff like that. Or there's like a or or there's a trivia one where they ask you stuff about the wrestlers and whoever answers the quickest wins there was another one that was really funny it was called like where's orange cassidy and they just show you pictures and you just point to where orange cassidy is and whoever points to him quickest wins it's so dumb because like one of the pictures was just a giant picture of orange cassidy just standing in the middle and i was like is this a trick like what's he's right there (laughs) and somehow i lost it still i don't know but yeah no there's all these really dumb like mini games that are kind of fun there's one where you run around and collect tokens and whoever has the most tokens wins and there's another one where you like kick a bunch of boxes and whoever kicks the box that when it explodes gets the points and stuff like that. And they, they remind me, they really remind me a lot of Mario Party minigames, but with wrestlers in them, which is, which is kind of hilarious. 
there's like a Penta says one where you have to like basically watch the the buttons that are pushed and you move and at the same time and whoever does it the best like wins like that sort of thing. Very Mario Party esque type things. And whenever you win that on the single player, you like get a belt or something. And and the and the young bucks say the same thing every time. They call you a stupid kid, and that's it. And it, and it's always the same. <laughs> and it's like. That was another thing. It's like, there's just one line. That's all you get for winning this. And you're holding a belt that maybe you won from the minigames, but you don't say anything about it. Like, it's just like, yeah, that's like a lot of it where it's just like, this isn't really going anywhere. Like what, you know, what the fuck? But I, I mean, I did run into some fun moments like in the game that cracked me up. Like I was earlier when I got like in one of the first days when I was playing it, I was playing against MJF, uh, Maxwell Jacob, Free- Jacob Friedman. He's the uh, he's he's the belt holder right now. He's a great heel, like he's a great bad guy. And I was, you know, I got my special up, and my character's all ready to fight him. And he like he rolls out of the ring, and he waits outside of the ring for my special to go away. And then he comes back in and he pokes me in the eyes, and then I can't move because when you can get poked in the eye, and it'll actually like reverse all your controls, so you can't like move the right way to kind of disorient you as you would if your eyes were poked or whatever. And that like. That felt like an exact move that MJF would do in a real match. So I was like, oh, well, they, that AI, AI, like, captured the character perfectly. Like, that sort of thing. And there, there was there is one thing I, I pointed out on Twitter. I don't think anybody saw it, but the controls are wrong in the, uh, in, in the creator wrestler. When you're in the creator wrestler mode and you go and, like, uh, and you go and pick your moves, it has it backwards. It basically describes the Switch controller as if it was a 360 controller. So all the buttons are flipped, so they're wrong. So it'll tell you to like it'll tell you like hit X to punch where the actual button to punch is Y. So they're all flipped. So like B is A and A is B and X is and X is Y and Y is X in the creator in the creator wrestler mode. Hopefully they fixed that in the patch. I'm surprised somebody didn't nobody noticed that, but I noticed that when I was uh, creating my guy, I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, all these buttons are wrong." So it's it's that type of game, you know. You can find those uh, you can find those things in there. I don't know. Do you have any anybody have any questions for me? I, I know I took like so many notes about this, but I feel like the listeners have been waiting to hear the impressions of AEW Five Forever. I think I asked what I wanted, like um, just as far as the uh, special matches and stuff go. I was hoping you could curate like what arena you're in and stuff. But no, it sounds like it's you can make your own arena. Like, could too. we could we specifically play at the arena we were at in the game? Uh, I mean, we could play at a dynamite, which is, we were at a dynamite, but it won't say like wind trust arena, but, but if you, but if you play it all out, it says that it's, it's modeled to be all out Chicago because now all the all outs are in Chicago, that sort of thing. But there's stuff missing. Like AW collision is a new show on Saturday night that they just started a couple weeks ago. That's not in the game. So you can't play it in, in the collision world, but you can create your own arenas. So that's kind of cool. You can make your own whatever you know stage and all that stuff, and you can use those. I haven't tried doing that yet, but you can you can you can create that and all that. You can get multiple belts for one character. Uh, first thing I did is I got Nyla Rose as many belts as I could get for her. Uh, she has three belts now in the game, and I made sure it's sacred. She can't lose any of them. And I and I did a tweet and I posted it and put Nyla's name on it, and she liked it on Twitter. So hooray! I got nice. some. I got some sort of recognition. Hell yeah! Well, I I I, I said something like uh. AEW will let your dreams come true, and it was just a video of Nyla just holding belts, <laughs> and then I tagged her on it. It's in a man out, out there in the world, and yeah, we're being noticed. Tell well, I mean, that was first thing I was gonna do is uh, give give Nyla those belts that she deserves. You know, it's like, come on, let's 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 do it, let's do it here. I think most of the wrestlers look pretty good. Like some of them look a little uncanny valley. Like Chris Jericho looks kind of fucking weird, but 
when you're when you're like playing it and it's in the match and it's overhead, it, you don't really notice it. But sometimes when they come in and it's kind of really close, their faces look sort of weird. Like CM Punk's face looks sort of weird too. He kind of looks like looks kind of frumpy. His face looks sort of smashed on one side or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but, Is Dan Housen in there? Uh, not yet. He's DLC, but he's not he's not released yet. But you can but you can get Dan Housen shirts. You can wear you can wear all these T-shirts, all these wrestling shirts, and they have the um you know the pro wrestling tees like. That's one hour t-shirts, like the ones that we got t-shirts from. They're the ones who make the yeah. shirts for AW. So, uh, so like that you can, you can get those shirts. That's why we thought their shirts look so great. Cause I mean, it's those one hour t-shirt people, you know, they, I, they or, or pro, pro wrestling tees, I guess is what the company was. But, but yeah, that whole company was started like, I guess partially by a uh, Cole Cabana, who's a Chicago wrestler guy. He was in AEW and all that. He was him and CM Punk was what CM Punk was bitching about was him before he got in his locker room fight. So, you know, it all comes full circle, but I think, I think it's worth checking out. It's just kind of one of those things that like, you know, it may not last as long as you would think, but I think it's a lot of fun. I think if you're looking for an authentic, like 64 style wrestling game, I mean, this is what you got. And I think there's going to be more stuff down the pipeline. I would hope so. I mean, it's it. The fact is, like AEW events, like trend number one on Twitter. Well, Twitter's changing, but still, yeah. <laughs> like anytime there's an AEW event, that shit's like number one on Twitter. Like, it's definitely making an impact in the world to the point where I think the game would, whether or not this is like the be all end all of AEW games, or it's just them put their foot in the market. Like, I still think it's kind of cool. It's the only AEW game, unless you count like the AEW right. app where you like where you're like a manager and you can. Which I played that. There's there's, so, yeah. there's an iPhone game that you can play for free, you know, where you where you book matches, but there's not actual like fighting in it or whatever. But hopefully they're listening and this gets some updates and then maybe eventually there's some sort of ultimate cross platform customizable game that's released. I just want to. Uh, I really want online cro- uh, make make a online crossplay so I can actually play somebody online. That's what I want to do. I, I just want to be an online it. like it'd be cool if you could just be a fan in the stands like. Online, or you, you can spectate, spectate. Match. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can do that in the Street Fighter, and well, I mean, you've been doing that for a while. Or like throw chairs down there. Or <laughs> there's a there's like one you can you can alter your entrances, and there's one where you can have trash thrown at you. And I did that for Raven because you know he was always a heel, and everybody would boo him when he came out. So you can hit it, so you can press like down on the control pad, and trash will get thrown at you, which is pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> Got a kick out of that. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a trash button. Yeah, there's a trash button where you can have a you can have trash thrown at you. I did that for Raven because you know nobody liked Raven except for me back in the day because he was a heel. He was a whiner. I tried to make the most angriest looking wrestler, <laughs> the most butt hurt looking guy. But yeah, no, I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be playing it. I'll be playing it for a while. Like it's really, I mean, it hasn't lo- it hasn't lost its luster for me. I, th- I still think it's a lot of fun. So, so let's say you had a friend who had the game. Would you be able to easily play? Yeah, you can with them, you can easily you make know? I mean you can make lobbies with your friends. It's just uh Okay. I don't have any friends who have the game, so it shows zero yeah. for my friends. And it's like an always online thing, you know, that sort of thing, like it'll get online when you but you don't have to be online, but it automatically connects online like when you start. But that's why online. it crashes when you like put it in sleep mode probably. Yeah, well, I mean it'll tell you that it goes offline, but you can it doesn't matter. You don't necessarily have to be online, but it it tries to be online all the time, you know, that sort of thing. And and there's and there's some really cool uh, there's some really cool weapons in there. You can uh, probably one of the one of the most hideous looking things on AW. They have the they have like the thumbtack bag. Like you can get the bag of thumbtacks and put it on the ring Ooh. and throw people into the thumbtacks where it sticks into their backs. And those, that shit's real, That's man. ECW, right? Yeah. Does it get pretty bloody? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, well, there was a pay-per-view match. I told Jeremy about this. There's a pay-per-view match that I was watching where where uh, Aubrey, the, the ref, was like was doing the count. And she had tacks stuck in her arm, you know, because she was doing the count on the where the tacks were. But those those are real tacks. Like, they do they do close-ups of it when they put them down there. They got... Are you talking about the person that worked on Scribblenauts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a developer for Scribblenauts before she became a referee. She was she was a game developer, and she's like, "I want to oh, be I want to be a so professional funny. wrestler referee." And, and so I got she to just see wrote it. thumbtacks see her, and appeared. Yeah. But she worked uh, she worked on that other on that AEW the the manager uh, the iPhone game. She worked on that one. She didn't work. Well, on she used the though. adjective. She put harmless thumbtacks. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but you can grab the bag and you can empty it like on the stage, and then you can and you can throw your uh, wrestler onto the thumbtacks, and while they're laying on the thumbtacks, there's kind of like a little like a uh, static electricity sort of thing that shows like they're hurting because they're laying on thumbtacks, so they get so they're getting hurt like just from laying on them. So they like you know there, there's extra stuff in there like that, and you know there's there's a ladder match where you climb yeah climb the ladder and grab stuff whatever. Right, it's almost like a status. It's almost like a status effect. You're seeing them like. Yeah, affected by the like the yeah. longer the longer they're on the mat on top of the tax, like the more the lower their uh, their uh, spirit meter is lowering. So it, it it lets you know, like it tell it's like it's kind of like trying to portray that they're getting hurt more because they're laying on these tacks, which is cool. And it's cool that you actually hit a button and you can let them out and then just throw somebody onto them. And there's a lot of fun stuff like that. And there's a ton of weapons on there. There's like propane tanks that you can throw at people that explode and. There's a lot of blood in the game. Like you can take a chair and hit it on somebody's face, and it like it's stuck on their head, and like stupid stuff like that. Or you can take like those those plastic uh, caution wet floor signs and like put it on somebody's head so they can't see, and then hit them with it. And there's a bunch of shit you can do. Like there's kendo sticks in there, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, crowbars, bats. You can do like exploding barbed wire bats, like like all sorts of fun shit that you would see in wrestling is in there. So. You know, if you if you're in if you're into it for the blood factor, you can do it. And I and I tested it. You can like you can suplex somebody into the, like into the TV like where people come in. Like you can break the TV in the back, which is pretty cool. Like you can nice. you can throw somebody into the TV uh, like on the back and it'll break. It'll break and come apart and all that. And you can use pieces to hit each other with and all that stuff. So so there's a lot of I mean there's a lot of shit to do in there. It just they I wish there was like a better like kind of a little better arcade mode to do with it. But I mean I. Like I said, it's uh, I still think about it every day, so uh, it's still a game that I that I just love throwing on and you're thinking about it right characters. now. Maybe a little bit, yeah. It's fun, and I still just watch it. And I'm like, man, this game's great. I'm like, these some of these characters look great. They look great. Look at Dustin Rhodes; he looks great. You know, I think I think a lot of them look good. The wrestlers, they they, they move like they do. You know, they. It's nice to finally. It's been like four years. I've been waiting to see these fuckers in a video game. So. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. You can you can you can be Adam Cole baby in there. You know he he comes out and does his thing. Adam Cole baby. You saw you saw how everybody blows up for that guy. He really he really lights up. Yes, room. I did. Yeah, he's he's a popular one. I think that's uh. I think we should probably take a break. AW5 forever. I think it's I think it's fun forever. If you like if you like wrestling games, I mean I would say I mean it's 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 definitely the best wrestling game on Switch. Like I I'm not. There's no argument for that. As fun as the weirdness of a uh, wrestling empire is and all that, it's uh, Five Forever is just so much. It's so much tighter with the controls. You know, you you, you know, you do exactly what you think you're going to do. Wrestling Empire has a little bit of randomness to it, and I think that's part of what's fun about it. But but this one, as far as like being a technical wrestler, or whatever, I think it's really good. So yeah, both our big games are out now. So now, what are you going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, DLC for this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Break on three. One, two, three, break. Break on three. 
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from the break i've said enough about wrestling why don't you guys talk about other games that you've been playing well john have you played anything besides gimmick this week because i think maybe you should just like talk about your stuff real quick yeah i just went back into the uh pikmin 4 demo i haven't quite got all the way through it but yeah beyond that uh not much i'm enjoying the demo i'm still not convinced to get the game i'm gonna play through pikmin 3 if anything but, uh, that's yeah, smart that's smart on the subject of the pikmin demo i just i haven't had time to get into it yet oh so you haven't even tried it no i haven't tried it yet i haven't tried it yet well because number one i've just been playing aw fight forever but also um i just wanted to uh i don't know i was like well maybe i should finish two because i've really been enjoying two and i want to play three as well before i get to four so i, I kind of want to work my way up to it because i know it's like have you finished three before yeah I've, yeah i beat three i thought so yeah, I beat it when I on got it. On Wii U. It. On Wii U, yeah. I don't have it on any other system. It's only on Wii U. Didn't so. you get it for free when you bought Mario Kart or something like that? That is correct. Yes, I got it for free with Mario Kart 8. So, But I beat it, yeah. It's good. And I wanted to try it again to work up to the demo, you know. And and I know the demo is the beginning of Pikmin 4, so I'm kind of like, I'm like, well, maybe I should wait. like Because I've heard people being like, oh, well, you know, it's so much better than all the other ones that so you're just going to not love Pikmin anymore. I was like, well, maybe I should finish Pikmin 2 first. And try to finish Pikmin three. They're not very long, you know. I could I could probably get through both of them before the actual release of four. But I am getting four for sure because I love those games. I mean, it doesn't matter if you wait to play the demo until it comes out because it's if it's the beginning then. I'll say it's the it's beginning of the game, yeah. So I kind of just want to wait till like till I get there in the because I wanted to try to play through all the Pikmins before the fourth one came out. Well, I'm going to tell you, I do plan on buying this. I think it's going to be what I need because do you do you like it? Do you like it more now? You you're kind you're kind of salty on it last week a little bit. 
on the Pikmin. Well, dog. I like it more now, but I'm <laughs> salty because I just tend to see the um, systems like early on. I kind of get the idea of what they're doing, and then I'm just kind of like, uh, it's going to be a point where I'm going to have to like go across a bunch of water, and I can only bring like the ice guys or something. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's going to be some really tedious shit in the future. You could float on a on a dog now, though, to cross the water. You never could do that. Before. I know, and that's what I—I I think. Well, that's and also, what I really and you like can freeze the, the water also and just walk across it. Those. So there's a yeah. there's a level where you can like, uh, John. I don't know how far you played into the demo, but there is a point where you can like control the dog independently. Have you gotten to that point? Um, I'm riding the dog so far. Okay. Well, you're very very close then. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, I started to like. But you can ride the dog, right? I know you said yep. that last yes. time. You you can, and then they take it away. But I think they bring it back. They absolutely bring it back, and they also add the ability to control the dog separately. And the dog also has like a whistle, and so it has like limited Pikmin abilities, but can at least like wrangle them up for you. So oh, that's nice. pretty cool, and I like that. And I think they kind of did the same thing in the last game with the two players simultaneous, or you know, you'd have two characters at once in different spots. I think they're kind of doing the same thing, but the dog's more like trying to get back to you ASAP, at least from what I've played so far. Mm. But I like it. I mean, that's the thing. I don't want to finish it because, like, I'm annoyed that I have to wait like two weeks at least to play it. I say, I mean, what is it like uh, the 21st? So it's yeah, it is. It's not that. It's not that far away. But I mean, I wanted to. I don't know. I really, I really want to beat Pikmin two at least. You know, so I was kind of like, well, maybe I don't need to play the demo yet because I was really enjoying playing the old ones. Even though I, I, you know, I've watched some footage of it and I think it looks great. I need to look and see. I'm almost positive I bought Pikmin two for the Wii U. I need to double check because maybe I've mean for for Wii, about, but for the Wii U off the Wii shop. Oh, so oh yeah, the, oh yeah, they did. I forgot. Yeah, they did a virtual console of those games on Wii U. In which case, I probably want to go back and play through it as well. But I've actually never beaten a Pikmin game, so oh. yeah, laying that out there for you. But I own all four of them. Well, I don't own four yet, but I'm going to <laughs> partially because you have the demo. and I. And I don't even own the fifth one that we won't mention. I hope there's a fifth one. I hope that they continue it. Well, on you know the one. You know the one. Oh, what? Hey, Pikmin? <laughs> hey, you weren't supposed to say that. I don't have that game. I've not heard anything Yeah, right. You bought it, it. it on sale. It's harsh. I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. I didn't think it was good. I, mean, I thought you did buy it. No, nah, I never did. I, I bought the Chibi Robo game, which also sucked. The Ziplash one. John is not on mute, by the way. I'm not on mute. Oh, you were talking shit about Chibi Robo, so I was like, "Well, right. no, 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 Zip, yeah. Zip, Ziplash." I'm not talking about that. I like the GameCube game. I always have. Yes, you do. You've always said that. I made a review of it. It's on an episode of this. Find it. <laughs> it's from my <laughs> negative negative world. Uh, my original radio show that I did. Uh, I did a review of it and said it was great, and it was much better than Call of Duty. I'm sorry, I've been in the mood to cast <laughs> aspersions today. I'll stop. No, it's fine. No, the only reason that I got Ziplash was because it came with the Chibi Robo Amiibo. Because I wanted the Amiibo. That's why I got it. And I got it from the Nintendo store. So whatever, you know, it was a, it was worth it. And it was that I got it at the Nintendo New York store. So, man. Anyway, talk more about Pikmin demo or whatever you want to talk about. Sorry, I've I've said enough. I've said enough about wrestling and whatever else. I should shut up. I'd say as far as Pikmin demo, I think I got further than John, so I don't want to talk too much about it beyond just saying like. I don't want to finish it because I'm sad that I that it's going to be done. But yeah, I'll probably finish it this week. Who knows? Maybe I'll talk about it and be like, yeah, this is how it ended. But I think it kind of ends abruptly from what I've gathered from online discourse. So, you know, I don't really it's a care. Good demo like, overall. I kind of want to say that. Like, 
it's, it's a well it's, it's well it's well done made demo yeah well it's the right kind of demo isn't it like the first time that Nintendo's ever done something like this, right? Where they've actually I don't feel like have they ever done They a did demo? it with Pikmin three as well. Like Yeah, but have they, they ever done a demo that like continued into the game? I guess maybe they, they did that. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. I already had it on Wii U, so I didn't play the demo. But I think that's the only one that was published by Nintendo that did that specifically. But Square's been doing that and like they're knocking it out of the park. Like oh, yeah. I bought games because of that. But I won't buy 16 yet. No, sir. <laughs> I'm surprised. There's a lot of talk about it. I, I thought you'd be. And it is like. Eh, it, it's too like, expensive. I mean, it's like the definitive PlayStation 5 game. It's like PlayStation's it's only. It's a $70 game. Yeah. it's But Fuck it's like that. their only exclusive. You know, like at least. It, I feel like it's the only thing for people to be like, oh, I hey, I have a PS5, you know. Aside from like quick loading times and all that, which I do. I am. An well, I started playing an exclusive. Well, like it's not exclusive, but I started playing a pretty nice looking game today that I got for free. So I didn't buy a seventy dollars Final Fantasy. But uh, moving on, I have to say what I said earlier about the tears spilling on my face as though I were the kingdom, and it's because I officially am the first Nintendo main host to cross that line. You That's are, right. I beat Tears of the Kingdom this week. You found you Whoa. found the tears. You 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 got the official tears. You can both know that. You can <laughs> act like you're surprised, but you knew it already because I told you immediately. Yeah, I was pretty salty about it, but I was also drunk. It's fine. <laughs> it's I didn't a, think you were own, salty. I thought you were just like maybe worried that I might like ruin it or something. So you were just kind of no, 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 no. It's no, it's fine. I was just a. Uh, I just fe- I fell hard off of that game, like I really did. Like I just I fell off. I will game tell you hard. nothing else at this point, other than the ending is the best Zelda ending I've seen. Oh. Besides maybe really, Link- I thought um, I really o- liked o- Ocarina of Time. Had a Link a great to the ending. Past. No, no, the link the ending to Link to the Past was really good, and I think this is on par with that as far as like the epicness of. Mm. Do you remember that ending on the Super Nintendo where it's like kind of going around the world and. Sort of kind of re- fixing the stuff that had gone bad. Yeah, I'm not ruining anything because you don't know what any of that means, like what specific stuff I'm referring to. But I will say it's really nice, fun ending. I and it was so good that I played through it again the next day because so I was the ending a little tipsy by the time I finished it that night because we had just recorded our Patreon episode, and then I went and I fought the final battle. Right after that, uh, judiciously used those. Uh, hero medallions as well like don't if you want to treat those as cheat codes that's okay and not use them but man they're really nice for oh you mean to, to warp to warp to yes oh they're yeah. really nice for the last part of the game they're like, in the game use them yeah yeah they're part of the natural course of the game so anyway yeah using those and you know other things and still like i guess remnants of using the duplication glitch i'm, not, I'm never gonna let that go but <laughs> just because i well i'm not gonna let it go in the sense that i'm not gonna deny i did it you know i beat the game but I, I did beat it i beat it with that so if anybody really wanted to come at me and be like beat it legit now i actually would have to so i think it's fine i mean I all, all you did was get extra like the sonai or whatever I it's mean, all right it's i mean all right. you, you, you know, did I'm not bitter, nothing i mean you did have like a silver spoon in your mouth uh link did you know because you got a hundred thousand right <laughs> rupees or whatever which i don't think you'd ever need that much i mean you beat the game so did you ever need that much probably not well let's say i have 146 shrines oh you didn't do all oh, i thought i'm you only did missing all six yeah i'm only missing six no i the ones i'm missing are very difficult 
in the sky? I only looked online to find that one mine that one time. Otherwise, I've done it all myself. Like, other than maybe what the two of you had said to me on episodes, like, I've exclusively done the, the game, like, without looking online, except for finding the central mines so I could get the auto build. That was the one thing I did look up. That's why you have like 350 hours on your game. Cause exactly. Exactly. That, that, I mean, that I looked, I looked online for a couple of the shrines just because I don't want to fucking walk around for like 10 hours. Like I don't have that sort of time. Like seriously, like, that's why I was like, I'm just walking around. I'm like, I'm just gonna... walking around as part of the fun of the game. So I, that's why I would say oh, so it. long. Yeah, but not I, like I when, love... when you're searching for one thing for multiple hours. Fuck that. I just look online because I'm like, this is I do. This it. is irritating I me. So, I'm still okay. doing it. I'm still yeah. playing it after I beat it this week. If I can't find the one thing, then I'll just, I just move on to finding the other thing, finding uh, any other thing. Then the first thing I'm, I'm looking for will turn up at some point by accident. But there's just so much else to do. It's like no, that is true. Go do something else. Fall back on the path eventually. Yeah, possibly. There's there's not enough time in life left. Uh, That's how I feel. If you get stuck on something in a game, look it up. Like you're not going to live long enough to beat all the games that you want to beat. So just look look up the things you that you want to do so you don't get stressed and just fucking find it. Trey, I do appreciate you pointing out like the amount of hours I spent, and that's okay. I want three hundred twenty-five. (laughs) <laughs> the game's been out for you know just a little over a month, so well, like a month and like what, a week and a half or whatever. But you know, it's been out for a while, but it's not like I speed ran this game or I like found some like ideal way to play it. No, I really bubbled my way. Like there was literally me poking my way through the darkness until I ran into a wall. Moments in the depths because I hadn't figured out like and there are a lot of walls how there. to properly harvest arrows and get the bright blooms and stuff and how to build vehicles that would help me traverse that shit better. So you know, I was just like, really, I was just like a you know, just like a prehistoric human dumped on an island, and I was building my civilization as I went. So I had a great experience with this game. And I finished wheels. it, and I think both of you will be very happy. With the ending, it was fun. I want to play it again. I'm actually going to play through it again this week for Shauna. She wants to see the ending. She was a little disappointed. I beat it when she wasn't watching. Oh, But at the same time, she also got bored while she was watching me play the normal game. So, I get you know, that. it's hard to, it's hard to know when. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of bored myself playing, this, playing the normal game sometimes. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually, I actually have like a family thing coming up in a couple of weeks, like to see my nieces and nephews. And I figured they were going to automatically ask me about Tears of the Kingdom. So I'll probably end up playing it there, even though one of the, the one of the main ones that plays it isn't going to be there from what I heard. But what I really wanted to do was mm. just convince all of them to play AW Fight Forever with me and Couch Co-op. <laughs> so maybe if, if you we, just want more people to be on the line when you try to find players. No, I just want to play the game multiplayer. I'm only playing against a computer. Like I said, I'm playing it on hard mode because I'm too good. I just want to. I just want somebody to tell me that I'm bad. Like, please play me online so I can know that I suck. And I need I need that because I. I got too much of a head on that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't, I don't think I'm great, but I still want to know. Like, I still want to like play ranked and see if I can raise up my yeah. whatever in the game. All I know but, is like the Zelda thing. I think when it comes to the game of the year expert uh, discussion, I think people maybe have finally finished this, but I still see like it's a slow trickle of people actually like pushing themselves over that line because it's such a good game. You just don't want to stop playing it, and you may not agree, right? But also, you've had other things that have like distracted you like buying a new home and having to move and uh an aw 
an AEW <laughs> game you've been talking about for years, yeah. releasing John also with the release of gimmick. And I know, I know it's not everybody can devote the time I've put into this game. So that's why I'm just going to kind of like, kind of like bow out. Y'all, y'all can talk about it and ask me stuff. I just want to weeks until we actually like get to a spoiler uh, cast spoiler cast or whatever we do. I'm just going to stop talking about this game because I finished it. I, fucking mic drop on this game i, I just want to keep playing it at just kind of a easy going type of pace i actually haven't played it in three days which is the longest stretch that i've gone without playing it so i, I don't know i predict maybe i'll be done in another three weeks maybe maybe another month i will say i didn't play it for two days straight because all i wanted to play was the pikmin demo oh nice there you go so i went a couple days without playing it for that reason i haven't played it for two weeks <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. And no, what what I want to know is uh so so I you know last I told you where I was at was the dungeon in the depths. Is there much after that before you, or can you I mean I know you can go and beat the game whenever you want, but like as far as like story stuff, is there much to do after that or can you just go and beat it after that after the depths dungeon? So are you are you the place where you like it highlights the spots you have to go? I mean, I'm in the depths and there and I have to like I have there's like I have to put four things together to create yes, yes, to create yes, a body yes, or yes, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um you're very, you are a stone's throw from the end of the game. You're you're a stone's throw from being able to choose when you want the game to be done. Okay. Cuz I was I was like, well, how much do I have to do after that? I mean, I know, yeah, I know like not, side quests or whatever. Much, not much. Cuz I'd rather just get on uh, it and once just you, do that. Once you do that, do you're basically on the next level of finishing the game like that's a preparatory thing to take you to the next phase, which is beat the game whenever you feel like it. Okay, so I will. I will do it at some point. I just there's too there's too many distractions right now. Like it's a uh, we got the you know AWs here. Uh, we got Mister Gimmicks here. Uh, full Quiet's out coming out too. Uh, we're gonna hopefully do an interview about that next week. Or a Full Quiet's coming out on Friday. Wait, it is out. It's com- say, coming it's out on Friday. Coming but out on Friday. Uh, but really uh, play that. But um. There's a lot of stuff happening. Plus, plus like uh, Pikmin Four, like on the on the horizon. Like with all these different games to play, it's just kind of not. It's just not really on my radar to come back to it anytime soon, unfortunately. But there's too much other shit. I'm just much more interested in. But that's well. Let me mention one more game, just because I said it at the beginning. Otherwise, I would just fudge it, and not talk about it. But since I made it a phrase about Far Cry, yes, I'm playing Far Cry Six now. Oh yeah, so, like, there's that I many. Love- I loved Far Cry 3 when it came out for the 360, and I talked about it a lot on the show over the years. And then 4 came out, and I finally was able to play it, and I just, like, I think I got on the PC, and I played it for, like, 20 minutes and just stopped. 6 is the one with John uh, Carlo Esposito in it, right? Yeah, and then 5 came out, and you know what? I bought that. I, I paid real American dollars for that, you know, my native currency, and... I own that game. I own Far Cry 5 on my PS4. I just own the PS4 version, but I never beat that. I barely played it. But Far Cry 3 had such a huge effect on me that I just kept like thinking, like, these are good games. Like, This is the first-person shooter I actually cared about. Did you play like, Blood Dragon? I think that's the only one that I played the most of. Was far, far I Cry couldn't Blood get into Dragon. that game. I mean, I, mean, I didn't beat I that. It. I didn't beat I that do one own either. it on Xbox. Well, I mean, I, I didn't get into any of the Far Cry's. I played 1 and 2, and I thought they... I don't know. I couldn't really didn't give a shit about either of them, but Blood Dragon was the one that I played the most, I guess, because it had the '80s aesthetic, whatever. But I still got bored with that one pretty quickly. It's the first open world game 
I ever played where you were running around, you know, an open world and you would find large towers, climb them, get to the top, and they become a warp point. Oh, so yeah. like this came out before Zelda, and this was something I loved about the game, and subsequently I liked about Breath of the Wild and also its successor. So like uh Far Cry still holds like a, a spot in my heart, even though it's Ubisoft and they're problematic as fuck. But I guess what? I didn't buy this one. It was just my free game of the month on PS Plus. So. Oh hey, there you go. Oh yeah, wait, did, wait. So yeah. so I have that game too because I'm a I'm a PlayStation yep. Plus member now because I joined just so I could play Street Fighter Six Online, which I still never did because my because my hand got fucked up. But uh, I, I think I have. I will tell I you, I got a couple uh, days um, left on very my PS Plus. Cinematic. These games are known for being cinematic, but like Shauna was upstairs doing something and I had the volume on. She's like, "What movie are you watching?" I'm like, "No, I'm playing a game." Playing John Carlo Esposito, the game. She comes downstairs just in time to see like this pivotal cinematic moment where like, things are happening, and it's it's crazy, but very yes, it's very cinematic. It's that's the way these games work. They've got very light RPG elements. I guess this one actually adds clothing, which hasn't been in the other ones. As far They've been as naked for, for naked for before. One, yeah, Far Cry one through five, not wearing anything. <laughs> Just crying naked, dick just flying around while you're while you're first personing, and your dick's just like flopping in front of you while you're walking down. Sorry, that's the first thing I thought of. When you're just <laughs> running through, and you, you got your weapon there, but you you still see your your head just jump up in front of the camera occasionally. Makes it easier. I mean, all it's great. Run away and I love that you thought about it that way because I say shit so weird all the time. NC seventeen. No, in reality, version, it's version just... of uh, <laughs> of the fully naked uh, Far Cry. Far Cry. In reality, I just meant that. Clothes affect your stats. I should have phrased it that way. <laughs> Clothes affect your stats, so it's kind of like Zelda in the sense that it's a light RPG because you can dress according to whatever the situation is, and you know. But if you want, you can just be fully nude, and then like piranhas will suck your dick for free. <laughs> actually, you know what? I, I'm actually playing as a female, so yeah, you re- replace words there. Oh, so you can wait. So you can be different. Uh, for so you can be different people. Finally, or you can be, you know. Well, you can't not just you dudes can't all the time. Do any customization other than you choose? I'm already forgetting what your name is, but it's like a, it's a name that's universal across. It could be spelled different. I can't remember if it's like Lynn or something Joe, like that. Joe it's Ellen. something like it's something that's spelled different, right? Like to if it's you know like a name like Shannon or like. Uh, Leslie or Tracy. Something. A lot of these names can be Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can go both ways. Pat. Pat's a good one, but it's not <laughs> Pat. Not, not as long as you don't talk about that old skit because that's super problematic. Whatever. Ween's in that movie. In, in the Pat movie? Is. I just saw they're in that movie. You don't know who Ween is? The they're band? a band. You don't know them, though? Not you that well. You never listened to Spinal Meningitis? That Chocolate and Cheese album is so good. Like, seriously, I saw them at Riot Fest. They're really good. I just hear they're a gateway to liking jam music and so. Like oh, I don't like jam music, but I do. But now uh, I do love King that, Gizzard, that Wizard album. Wizard is pulling me in there. <laughs> you, you should you should listen to Chocolate and Cheese. No, seriously, I, I do love that. Album. I probably I think should. It's, I think if it's I'm good allowing beginning King to King Gizzard, I should allow Ween because I've been trying to avoid these bands. I saw them play at Riot Fest. They they played great, and I've been listening to them since high school. Like the, the Spinal Meningitis is just listen to that song is amazing. Like it's it's an incredible song. Hippie. I would I would I never consider hippie. it necessarily a jam band. And I actually worked on a I worked on a on a, a commercial about spinal meningitis 
once and I felt like such a terrible human being because I kept thinking of that song the whole time. And the song is so awful. It's just like this kid being like, "Why would they need to promote it that late?" There's just like this kid. It's just like this kid talking about dying, like in the song. Like it's it's ridiculously dark, and and it's hilarious. And I'm and yeah, I'm working on this commercial about you know treating spinal meningitis and all that. And I can just think of the Ween album. Oh, Boise. Yeah. Just listen we have, to that. Song. We're gonna have it's, new it, listeners it, now. It's pretty. Jamrock it's pretty first. fucked up and dark. But Trey, Trey likes Jamrock, so. Start listening to us. I like Ween. I listen to King Gizzard, so we're starting to make sense out of this whole thing. Good for you. I don't know who that is, but good for you. <laughs> and John listens to The Grateful Dead. Ew. <laughs> well, should we do two news items and then call it a day? News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. If nobody has That's anything else to say, I was going to say, like, skip the news items because we had... Because we had the let's interview, but let's just do. Well, I mean, I didn't think there was the, much in the way of news, but if you want to just the only pop a couple of news things off and, and there's two that I find interesting. The only I don't know one is there's one I there's one that I want to I don't know if it's on your list. The only one I wanted to mention is that we got a Tetris Maximus this weekend, a Pikmin themed Tetris Maximus event, and I'm I'm psyched about that because you know I love getting them themes. So uh, yeah, yep. do uh, cool. get and we've never had a Pikmin one. This is the fourth Pikmin. We never got a Pikmin nope. theme on Tetris Maximus. And I know, Jeremy, you and your fiance love Tetris 99. So we do get on that shit this weekend and get that theme. It's free. It'll only take you. It's oh. been slacking because I passed it up with uh, Tears of the Kingdom passed it up two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, no Tears of the Kingdom theme yet, but we got a Pikmin 4 theme. They, 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 they want to get that Tetris 99 audience on Pikmin. So, you know, Zelda doesn't need any help. In the sales, I think they'll do that when when the DLC comes out. Was there ever a Breath of the Wild one? I, I know, I think there was a Skyward yeah. Sword one, but was there a Breath of the Wild one theme? I don't think there was. I thought it was just Breath of the Wild and uh, and the uh, Link's Awakening one. Oh, that's what I'm thinking about. Link's Awakening. It wasn't. Really- I mean, there there are there are separate just Zelda, I think Zelda themes that you Sword can unlock. Well. Yeah, that's what I said. That's the Skyward Sword one. Yeah, but there was a if you. There's ones that you can unlock that are just based around the NES Zelda, but yeah, no, there was yeah, okay, there was Skyward Sword, but there wasn't there. There was Skyward Sword, and there was regular eight uh, bit Legend of Zelda. Have the two of you still never beat the original NES Zelda? I've never beat the original NES no. Zelda. I think we have an idea for a topic eventually. I want to play through it at some point. Like well, that. well, just uh, just uh, my wife has uh, played through it many a times and wants to walk. Me yeah, through, I play walk through me, it at least once it. a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, so what do you have? The for first news? thing I want to talk about is you remember the the big uh, Nintendo gig leak like a year or two ago, all that information mm-hmm. leaked out about Nintendo stuff from way back in the day. Well, yeah, Sega like really like own. old design documents. True. Yeah, yeah. Sega just had their own. So a bunch of 90s era Sega documents have leaked. The Sega leak. Yep. The Sega leak. Get it. So <laughs> it's stuff like uh, it's stuff like 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 uh, around the Saturn era. They have old emails and stuff, which is really interesting to, you know, like the, I mean, that was practically the early days of email itself. And, and it was like three to four years into email at the most, like commercially. Right. right. There's stuff like one of the choice quotes in, in one of the emails is uh, President of Sega saying something along the lines of like they're really beating Sony in Japan, you know, like super optimistic stuff like that. Um, yeah. Doesn't read too well nowadays, but I don't know if that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. Apparently, apparently they did. Well, they had more traction really well. in Japan. Yeah, 
I mean, against Sony it. though. I mean, yeah. Sony had Final Fantasy. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't well, until that's a big really, reason why. That, that's that's what this article says. And a lot of it RPGs. wasn't really until Final Fantasy that that kind of turned the corner for Sony. I know there was a part a part of the '90s where people were trying to import like Japanese Saturn systems to mod them to play American games because it was like cheaper to trying to get a hold of an American system. Well, I remember. I mean, well, I guess that was after. Well, I remember Dreamcasts were really easy to just burn discs and play off of without like. Well, they were Windows based. Yeah, it was really easy. They had a Windows OS built into it. I remember my friend in high school came in with a a CD book full of games and said, "Hey, which one do you want?" Yeah. So you had like the whole library in a CD book. And Saturn was actually really easy to pirate. You just had to switch the disc out and watch the light. You had to hold the thing down just like the PS, like the PS1, but it was a lot easier because it, it literally like broadcasts like three flashes of the light. Take out the disc, put the other one in. It flashed a few times to put the other one back in and then it would work. Well, the Dreamcast one, you just we did put, that. You just put the That's disc how in we played on Panzer Dragoon Saga. I never would have played that <laughs> otherwise. Oh, yeah, with the. Dreamcast when you just turn it on. Yeah, the uh, the I, what well, that I, was because it was it had a window OS built into it. Windows OS built into it. What I'm excited about, uh, you know, the house that we're moving to, uh, we will have more rooms and we will have more TVs available, which will mean that finally I will have a Dreamcast hooked up to something because I ran out of uh, inputs for these TVs over here. So my so I have this Dreamcast that's just collecting dust. So. I'm, I'm gonna have an extra TV that's gonna have some open AVs, so I'm gonna I'm excited to play Dreamcast again. It's been a while. I have two of them, and they're just sitting around doing nothing. So, you know, I'm looking I forward to. I wish that. I had even one. I said you could have one of them. You gotta. I get, keep forgetting to get it when I. You gotta come get it. <laughs> I've been up there multiple times. Keep forgetting. Yeah, keep forgetting for keep forgetting the fake weed and the Dreamcasts. I know. A little bit of news. Why don't you just to... good. Go ahead. No, you should just go ahead. Yeah, do the news and uh, let's be done. Yeah, the other bit of news that I wanted to mention was that uh, Nintendo's 2023 annual report has revealed that director salaries at the company are still modest for the industry, which, once again, good on Nintendo. I mean, another reason that they're my favorite company, they actually like pay their executives a reasonable, not astronomical salary. So, like, the president uh, makes. Uh, Shantaro Furukawa, he makes two point five million, two point five one million per year. That's the guy who leads the whole ship. Is that yen or uh, US? That's in that's in dollars. Yeah, US dollars. Yeah, Miyamoto, he makes two point oh two million. He's a creative fellow or the leader, lead creative fellow or something like that. Right. There's a couple others listed here: one point six one million, one point one nine, nine hundred ten thousand. Like these are the top brass of the whole company, and they make a you know a respectable amount of money but not like insanely uh, you know 100 right, times not... what 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 exactly. the average employee makes or whatever you know it's all reasonable so i wish it's more like companies 18 would... times yeah yeah and they're doing very well and they're the uh, i think i think they're still the richest company in japan you know they're always listed among the, the richest companies in japan i do have to wonder if there isn't something going on with like i don't know if it's like ownership of stock on top of that, or if that's factored into it, or if it's not like uh, some sort of like royalties from certain properties and shit. Like, I feel like Miyamoto who created like so much, like I know Nintendo owns it maybe, but like he might have some more money coming in from somewhere else. That's just his salary. The, uh, the richest company, yep. in, the richest company in Japan is Toyota. Sony. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's the Toyota car company. I just is that from uh, it. military use and stuff? Probably. It's, this is from like this is from the end of 2022 of last. Uh, this is from the end of last year. Uh, Toyota Motors is the richest company in Japan. So there you go. Now, uh, see not old world money. Is N- Nintendo is number ten on the as far as the richest companies in Japan go. And they've existed since like 1860s or 70s. 1889. And uh, Sony is okay. and Sony is third, so Sony is way ahead of Nintendo in Japan as far as uh, rich companies. For a comparison, 1889 is a good year to remember. Activision Blizzard's you know, Bobby Kotick, uh, he made 154 million, and EA's president made 34.7 million. You know, like it, to me, it's like yeah, your company might be doing well or whatever, but. Um, it just seems a little, little much, and uh, you know, perhaps you could pay your employees more, more adequately for the success that your company is having. But Nintendo, good job staying, uh, staying reasonable. Well, that's why that. I wonder if there's not a long-term thing with certain properties or whatever, like you know, apart from the salary. But that's cool still because ultimately that annual report or whatever is being distributed more equally rather than you know the CEOs getting. 98% of it, and then everybody else split the 2%. I might be exaggerating there, but yeah, Nintendo's also got like, a, I don't know, supposedly like a Yamauchi was a, was terrible and everyone hated him, but, and then like <laughs> as it moved on and other people took over, like it was a better company, but I don't know how they treat their employees. I just know that uh, Miyamoto knows what he's doing. I mean, he, he still didn't, didn't. I mean, he didn't necessarily. I don't think everybody hated Yamauchi, but Yamauchi like never played a video game ever. Like he wouldn't even touch a controller. He just had other people play for him, <laughs> you know. And he would even like that Go game. He'd be like, just, he would just tell tell his minions to what where to place the blocks. Like he wouldn't even touch a wouldn't even touch an NES controller. But I mean, I mean, I th- maybe it's more like I'm a, not trying to like uh, cast shade on him. I'm just I don't know. He just is like. I don't know. I've read Game Over, so that's my views on Yamauchi has a lot to do with that. Sure. I mean, well, the I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, also is like just Japanese, like just the way they handle businesses versus the ultimate hell of capitalism. Like the whole point of capitalism is to screw over as many people as you can under you to make the ultimate capital. Like as they say, capitalism doesn't work unless you actually own capital. If you were actually at the begin, the top of the right. company, it doesn't fucking work. So I mean, and it's, you have it's to a much buy other thing. stuff up and burn it down. It's I mean, it's like a. So it's like when I mean, you remember like Monolith Soft even like gave all their employees like huge raises like right before Tears of the Kingdom came out. Like it's not it's not just Nintendo. Like I feel like just Japanese companies just care yeah. more about their about their workers. And even like they even people who had like just started, Nintendo they were giving life. like huge raises to and 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 Monolith even people out of college. You know, like that's all I'm saying. Yeah, they said the like leadership at Square Enix makes about four million, you know, within the same range. So it's just a, a cultural thing, I guess. The idea that I mean, everybody's yeah, kind of in the ship, in in the in on the ship together, and you know, sink or swim together. Yeah, I was gonna say there's not a lot of space in Japan either. It's like, what are you gonna do? Like, put like coat your house in gold? Like, you have a limited amount of space you can really live in. You can't yeah, get true. A sprawling mansion. That's true. Like, I, there's so many like laws about like how you can actually like build your house and how it affects right. neighboring properties and stuff. I also think that there's something of like countries that have been decimated by war in recent years, mm-hmm. like like 
you know, the same thing, like the NHS in England came out of, of World War II when everybody was like bombed and their houses were destroyed. And they said, well, we all got to work together for our health care. So we'll establish the system. And, and, you know, now, now they have that in Japan, same thing, you know, they got, they got the nuclear bomb destroyed, uh, uh, you know, large portions of their country. And I have to think that it was something to do with. It was their ports, like it was their military ports that were destroyed specifically. And right. Like, were kind of how they were interfacing with the outside world as well. Yeah, I said it before yeah, uh, that uh, that that book that I read. Uh, well, actually, I didn't read it; just they read it to me. But there was a really good book, um, "Pure Invention," uh, which I, mm. I listened to during 2020. But "Pure Invention: How Japan's Pop Culture Conquer- Conquered the World." It's basically the whole book is all about. Uh, Japan basically coming from the ashes of World War II to become like one of the most popular like places for uh, right. for art and that sort of thing, and it was really good. Like they they go back to even like the original like Gundam show and like the Gundam movie and like you know they talk about anime and like uh, you know and video games and kawaii and like all this stuff. And it's I highly recommend it. Uh, I listened to it on whatever where they read it to you for free, and it was and it was great. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. So you know that's the same sort of thing. Just yeah, coming from the ashes to become this like very important. Uh, country and all that stuff and also uh yeah even like uh, on what jeremy was saying you know, even even the creator of a uh, dragon quest yuji hori like lives in an apartment in japan uh i've seen his apartment it's it's a nice apartment and it kind of looks like you were a, there well i mean i i watched it i watched invited a, you in i watched the japanese uh uh news show where they went in there and they went all around i mean it, it has like dragon quest decorations everywhere and it kind of looks like something that exists inside of the Dragon Quest world, but it's still an apartment inside of a building or whatever. And one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, Jess and I, we watched the Japanese remake of Evil Dead 2, which is fucking awesome, if you've ever seen it before. Okay. And when, and, I seen it. and I got a kick out of it. It's on uh, Shudder, if you have Shudder. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you in Slack. The name of it is weird, because it talks about a Jap- like a bodybuilding person, whatever. I don't know. They think... Bruce Campbell has giant muscles or whatever. Anyway, what I found out hilarious about it is, uh, you know, Evil Dead takes place in a cabin, like in the woods, way out, away from everything. And the Japanese remake of Evil Dead, Evil Dead takes place in an apartment building inside of a building with a whole bunch of other apartments. And I was just like, my brain wow. couldn't get around this. But it's but it's amazing if you can see it. Uh, I'll slack it to you or whatever. But yeah. Are they more demon-like based, like Japanese demon-based? enemies i don't know I it was good it. no they they did a really good job uh they did a really good job basically recreating the movie like they very much do the same movements that that like bruce campbell mm-hmm. would do and that sort of, I, I thought it was great but i mean but it's uh the name of it is hilarious and i thought it was funny that it took place love to see it. in an apartment <laughs> in an apartment in a building in japan it's like a different version of isolation i guess it's kind of cool i mean it's like ew, a whole different culture you know i was like i just couldn't get past that i was like wait they're not in a cabin in the woods like what like this is all that cabin in the woods whatever was all based was all inspired by evil dead like one and two and now it's i don't know but it was but it was great you gotta remake something remake it your own you know that's cool no it was totally it was totally worth yeah, watching yeah. it's called uh a uh, bloody bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell is what it's called so oh, that's yeah, what i, I used actually, to call okay, see, evil seen, dead when i was a kid oh I, I you're, you're not gonna believe it. I've actually seen a good portion of that movie because I was at my friend Rich's house and he has Shutter and I f- was flipping through it and I was like, "What the fuck is this bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell?" And I kind of put it together. I think I even mentioned it to him that this is kind of like Evil Dead, this cartoony sort of style. But I did not know that that was actually the Japanese 
remake. Yeah, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. It came out in 1994. It's still available on Shutter. Uh, I Shutter to think. Get a trial or something and watch it. Uh, the only reason I knew about it was uh, Jess and I. We went to a went to a drive-in where they were showing um, where they showed Evil Dead two and uh, and they showed a um, what is it the uh, ah fuck the the Indian the the music the music movies what are they called John. Uh, Bollywood. Bollywood musicals. Yeah, they they showed they showed a Bollywood remake of Evil Dead Two, which which wasn't very good. But before that, they showed a trailer for the Japanese remake of Evil of Evil Dead Two, Bloody Muscle Body Builder in Hell. And I actually wrote it down on my phone. I was like, I need to find this movie. And then it showed up on Shutter, and we watched it, and we both enjoyed it a lot. It was it was a lot of fun. So recommend that. I want to see it. Yeah, but we can. Yeah, that's. Is there any other news? Sorry, I got on a tangent there. Let's but it end was, it with Bloody Muscle Body Builder in Hell. As planned. It's a good it's a good movie. Check it out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we had a great time watching it. So yeah, it's a I'm gonna eat a bunch of protein shakes this week so I can confront this movie. I thought it was funny that they that they thought that Ash was so muscly. Like I never thought he was muscly in the Evil Dead movies, but whatever. You know. Nor did I, but they do <laughs> depict him a lot of like I don't know, he's always kind of like glory shots. Sure. Like, exactly. Well, like you're you're like you're up in the camera kinda Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like the, right, the covers of Army of Darkness showed him like very muscly and all that stuff, but I thought they mm-hmm. were trying to mimic like the the Star Wars, the original Star Wars poster with like Luke Kevin like busting out of his like karate gi or whatever the fuck he's wearing in the first movie. That's more Renaissance. Yeah, but I mean they did that where it was all muscles everywhere, like in the late seventies. But yeah, um, I know. I think we're good. Thanks once again to Bitwave Games. Yeah, thank Andreas, you for uh, your time. Appreciate it. Yeah, and for the and the thank codes. you so much. Everybody, I wish I could have spoken to you, but thank you for letting me play the game and learn my impressions. Yeah, and we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll, de- I mean, we, we all, we have the game, so we'll be playing more of it. And, and anybody who's listening to this, definitely check out Gimmick for sure. Like, it's, uh, they, I felt like they did a really good job of, uh, of like, you know, their special edition. And we talk about it on the, in the yeah. interview, but yeah, just the, the scans of the cartridges and the manuals and all that. There's a lot of great extras. It's the there. full loving package that you want for any of your favorite retro games. And they let you flip the controls, which I was so happy about that. You can make like why, the star move and B jump instead of B and A like that bugs me. It's like, just let me do it. Like you would play a super Nintendo game. Like, I just want everything to be like that. And they let you swap it like that. And I was like, Hey, the NSO won't even let you do that on NES. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge improvement that Nintendo won't even do. It does work with the NES controllers. You can just pick it up and play it as it is with the NES controller. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the, with the wireless one. So there you go. But yeah, uh, thanks everybody who's listened to this episode for so long. If you're if you're still listening to us, why don't you check out? Uh, well, if you like the sound of our voice, go to Patreon.com/slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I just put up two new episodes on there for the patrons. Uh, we just put out our our Fourth of July themed episode. Sorry, it came out on the Fifth of July. I was busy. Sorry, it's it came out early Fifth of July, but still, we we talk about all our top five uh, most America inspired slash Fourth of July games, and it was it was a lot of fun. And of course, the WART radio wrap up for the month came out as well, like just a few hours before this came out for those $5 levels. For those $5 members can listen to it. If you're not a $5 member, you can get a free trial for a week and you can listen to a whole bunch of WART radios and you watch, you can watch our ugly faces through the, through the video if you want to. Yeah, you can. For, for seven days, which is pretty rad. You can get a seven day trial at patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast. So check that out. And also, you can find us at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Please, go watch, go watch my, like, two and a half hours of, of Road to Elite 
on uh, AW Fight Forever. Like nobody else will. But but go get get me up to ten views. Come on, I need that. You know, like seriously, it's funny that everybody watched my my fucking Day of Reckoning or whatever. And nobody watches this one. Support President Trey. But anyway, yeah, if you want to see me... Uh, I will support Tre- President Trey. I will not let go of the sign. <laughs> if you want to see the career mode, you can check it out on there. Yeah, and you can find us on, you know, Twitter still. I know this dumb shit happened, whatever. It's still there, though. It's I still I still laugh every time I turn it on and see and see Nyla Rose's tweets making fun of Ruby Soho. I, I get a kick out of that every time. She's got this running thing where she's just giving her shit. But that's that's Nyla. That's her, that's her personality. She's funny. But, uh... But yeah, it's a uh, yeah. We're at uh, Jeremy and I are at JMaxTech and at Nintendo underscore Domain on Twitter, and also in AW Fight Forever, you can put your Twitter name on there. So when you come out and it shows your name, it'll be like at Nintendo underscore Domain, because that's oh. what because that's what they do on the show when the people come out. It, it will say their Twitter name, so you can put your social media on there. And uh, when I made Raven. I made his social media at that so Raven because I'm sure that's for the show or something, right? It it made me laugh, but but yeah, you can put Raven your social Simone. media in the in the game. Which is pretty rad. This week. But yeah, I was originally going to be called. I was just going to say like at Raven. I was like, no, I'm going to make it that so Raven because <laughs> every time I saw that show, I was like, yeah, like the wrestler. Uh, yeah, and you you can uh, Twitch that TV slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I've been streaming every Monday night at eleven thirty. Uh, I'll probably play the rest of the career mode on AEW Five Forever this week. So come by and watch it. I actually had some watchers on the Twitch. Nothing on YouTube, but it's it's either one or the other. But we did have people watching. So you know, come come out and tell me about how much you hate AEW or whatever, <laughs> you know, and that sort of thing. But yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Here Bukowski. John Litter. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Sweet. Welcome back to Rampage on TNT. This is a trio tag team match. Wow. Number one ball. Introduce first, Daddy Ass and the Acclaim. Yo. Listen. Yo. Yo. Platinum on the mic, starting off on the right foot. Running you bitches out of town like Lori Lightfoot. We <laughs> acclaim, yo, we pen fire. Y'all about to get it from both sides like Zendaya. So try to avoid the afterburn like Joe Biden's son avoids tax returns. It's the hottest in the game in Chicago. Everybody loves the acclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!